You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. You store some tight underwear, Jeremy. And DJ Ruscha. You get to call yourself buff all the time. Where's Pretty? You promised me he'd be on the show today. All this travel and plane and priorities been really getting in the way of our relationship. But we'll talk about uh, all kinds of non-volleyball related things. He dated Irene Kara. Gabrielle Reed. You can call me Gabby if you want. The only thing missing is a mascot head. Oh, sack does sound a lot more funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Net Live right now. I was just appreciating the live studio audience. <laughs> Who's, whose stupid idea was this show? Remember when I texted you about it? You're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And then we get here and we start setting up. We're like, this was dumb. <laughs> oh, we said, Me? No, no, oh, us no, in no, general. No, us. no, yeah. no. Yeah, I see you have a new friend over here, Jeremy. I have to bring friends to the show now. <laughs> Since you and I are not going to be friends anymore once the show is over. I think we should just get together and talk like we have microphones. And we just, like, your studio is pretty nice. We could just hang out yeah, in your garage. Yeah, you can go over to my house. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Net Live, boys and girls. Kevin Barnett, DJ Jeremy Roche, and you can see one James McKibben. Jameson. Sorry. Riley McKibben. I know. No, I did, I did that. Madison McKibben. I did that all year this year, by the way. What just happened? No, I did Jameson McKibben. My like, little brother was watching the live times. stream and heard it a few times. Yeah. He was so stoked. It got stuck in my head for like half a match. <laughs> and I just was like, I can't get it out. But if you wait all the times he's been called Madison. Yeah, he was very excited. Yeah. He when, doesn't have a beard, though, bro. He deserves Dude, it. His facial hair is pretty legit. When see I get called see Keith, what I did there? my younger brother's excited. <laughs> What'd you do there? I said he doesn't have a beard, though, bro. Bro. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes, Madison. <laughs> Madison McKibben, welcome to Net Live. Thank you. Thanks You're for getting good. in under the wire. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, man. we have like two episodes left, so congratulations. <laughs> I'm happy to be one of the last people. <laughs> Saving the best for last. That's, yeah. that's Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So we have uh, much ground to cover here on the show. I want to thank Tall Slim Tees because we're going to continue doing that through the end of their contract, nice. even though I didn't collect their second payment because we are. <laughs> they were like, hey, their credit card payment to go through. You're no, like, yeah, I, sorry about that. I love those guys. Volleyball, code volleyball gets you 10% off over at Tall Slim Tees. Get yourself some good stuff. Buy it for the young people you know who are tall and slim and could use a shirt that's not a moo-moo. Did you see my new Lakers Adidas shoes? Mm. Ooh. They're Pharrell's. What's the H-U? Those are fancy. For human-made? Pharrell's line is called Human Made, so we put H-U I wondered that, too. When, yeah. when our guy Steve posted a whole bunch of Pharrell's, I didn't know what it Yeah, was. when are you going to get in on that? I know you have a pair. Hashtag, a Pharrell's? Hashtag Pharrell Friday. I have no Pharrell's. Yeah, you do. No. Those shoes you oh, have the blue are ones. Pharrell's, yeah. Yeah, but they're not that. They're different. Well, you're not a DJ. Well, wow. Not yet. <laughs> Speaking oh. I've got all this equipment. I have all, kinds of, <laughs> I have all kinds of rants, and I almost went into my first one right there, but I can wait for Go a Go for it. We've got a lot of ground to cover. We have, uh, I believe... What's going on with the national teams? Well, they've disbanded and gone overseas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember how far back we've gone. Uh, AVP Awards. Have we uh-huh. done one since Hawaii? I think so. But uh, AVP Awards Banquet. Yep. Uh, that was fun. What else? Lots of college stuff, but we're not going to have College Football Weekly because we're not. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lamborn texts me says he has 30 minutes if we'd like him to call in now. Oh, all right. Tell Richie to call. Okay. Go for it. Oh, here's... Uh, Oh, yeah, Your phone has better service right. in the house than mine does. We right. text him back, and so is this live? Or Facebook you, uh, live. Oh, you, this is we live. do it live, and then we will uh, then we will post it after the show, and uh-huh. so people can either watch it live right now. Since we didn't really tell any people, there's eight people watching. So the live version is like a little bit more. 
possibly explicit, possibly it, the, this raw. version. This version is this. I don't do any editing unless like something <laughs> catastrophic happens during the show where like <laughs> right. audio has gone out. Like why edit it? Wow. Right, like the beginning when we had no audio, we won't edit. We'll that just either. we'll just leave that in just for people. Yeah. So they'll be more messing, authentic. So they'll be messing I, with I their. Gotcha. I've been there. They'll be messing with their car stereo, and then all of a sudden we'll come in super hot because they've turned it up to like <laughs> eighty five. Yeah. Despite that camera being there, we did have one person bring two red dragons to the show, which I, made no sense to me. What are those? Giant TV cameras, expensive cameras. What? Yeah. Professional Ooh. level cameras. Oh, uh, by the way, when Casey Jennings. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I'm not sure where that video ever went. Can't wait to see it. Can't imagine how much it cost. I have two of those guys here for the whole two hours. One million dollars. Yeah, something like that. All right, so Richie should be on there if you turn the volume on. Oh, uh, yeah. Richard? I hear you guys. There we go. Ah, there we go. nice. We can hear you now. Yeah, you might want to turn down the speakerphone. He's in the is, there, is it an echo? I'm in the car. Oh, My Tesla. car's whispering. <laughs> oh, Tesla. And the car's driving him and giving him a massage and making a smoothie. How do you feel about Ryan Darty's campaign to submarine Tesla? Uh, well, I don't know that he's got a campaign to submarine it. I think oh, he does. I think he's betting on it submarining itself, and he's trying to profit from it. Which... Well, oh, he's tweeting a lot. Well, update on that. He has now given up on shorting the stock and sold it. Did a whole post about, you know, he was, he's fine with what he did. And... Okay, for the average viewer, what did he do? Me being the That's average viewer. Great question. He bet against Tesla stock doing well. Okay. And put in, I have no idea how much money. Put in, according to him, like it sounded like he put in a decent amount. Uh-huh. Like it probably hurts a little bit that it didn't work out the way that he X wanted to. X amount. Uh-huh. He put in X amount. <laughs> Tesla stock did not tank. It actually went up. So then technically he lost money because he was betting against it. So he's still, okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, but he's still so he'll be about at every a- public down. information. He'll be at every AVP event next year because he needs to make up for all the money he <laughs> lost. He shorted Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. The the shorting stock thing, the way I understand it, is there's like a certain window, right? Like you have until yes. January before the margin call, or you know, I don't know. I'm pretending that I know lingo uh, comes up, right? Yes, generally like shorting has a window. It has a has a drop dead date where you then owe back if it didn't go down. Yeah. Yes. If it didn't go down, correct. Yeah. So I think I mean you can sort of pick the size of those windows maybe, uh, and I think he had a couple different windows if I remember his explanation, you know, a while back. And it was entertaining. He tweeted about all of it. So the only reason I know that okay. he gotcha. stopped that he has given up on the shorting because he tweeted about it. So it's. Public wow. knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, this yeah, is in welcome. no way. This is in no way speaking out of school because he's very transparent. Yeah. With all of it, right? <laughs> yeah, he's out there because I caught a tweet from him two yeah. days ago where he was talking about how it was not going to work. I, and it was interesting to follow because I have no, I don't know anything about any of that. So following all the no stuff that he Tesla. did, yeah. So I have no money in Tesla. Not even a car. Rich has a car. <laughs> team Tesla, bro. I know. I'm not on that team. Just like Team J. Rich. Not on that You're team definitely either. not on that team. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> There's a lot of teams I'm not on. You're on the team Phil's never blocked you. True. Which was brought up at the awards banquet, by True. the way. All right. Let's take a little informal poll. Mark's opening remarks. What's the poll? On whether, Good he, or offe- bad. whether he offended people or not? Good or bad. <laughs> funny or not funny? My personality thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. Madison, you I thought there were so many things that went on that night that I don't really remember it. <laughs> Perfect answer. Yeah. Rich? What were his opening remarks? 
his whole opening spiel where he told several jokes. I like the, I like the uh, Josh is like truly taking advantage of his fourteen hundred and forty yes. minutes or whatever. Yes, yes. There, there I was... thought that was pretty. I mean, that was clever, and it also sort of appealed to the crowd at on hand very well. There were some comments about the Canadians being welcomed with open arms on tour. <laughs> that was entertaining to me. There. Again, I find it all highly entertaining. Me too. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Because he did bring up that I'd never been blocked, but I also never played beach volleyball. So thanks. That also was funny. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and, tru- and true. And true. <laughs> I agree. I thought it was You've funny. You've played in the six man, and my team beat you. I played doubles all the time. Summers, like, and you literally, never, for a you whole never, year. You never got blocked ever? For a whole year, all I did was play beach. I never played indoor. Hmm. Yeah. Little known fact. Marine Street. I actually knew uh, that. Yeah. Look how pasty white Kevin is. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I had to convince my wife I wasn't blonde and really tan. Because I met her at the end of <laughs> being on the beach from February. <laughs> how to long like did that August. take? One day? Listen. Yeah. Jim J. It's, Rich. it's been a while. I heard the little, you know, <laughs> laugh as Rich is enjoying himself in his car. <laughs> We've had some entertaining text messages today, too. <clears throat> oh, you guys have? Yeah. Oh, thanks for not putting it on the group chat. Some things aren't meant for you. All right. Rich, your impressions of the evening on Saturday. Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, I was very proud of my guys for being so present in the awards that were handed out. I mean, Taylor is just a legend already at 27. I mean, taking home. It's at least three in a row now on the Defensive Player of the Year and back-to-back MVPs and uh, back-to-back Team of the Year and all that stuff. Uh, so that that's very awe-inspiring to even be a part of that. And, uh, yeah, I thought he – I don't know what everyone else's opinions were. I thought he nailed the speeches. I thought it was highly entertaining. <laughs> Especially when he thanked you. I mean, he at least got his coach in there. That was good. Yeah. I, I mean, I like that That uh, my number one contribution to the squad, according to him, is my timeliness, my promptness, <laughs> my punctuality. Um, and then... And then Rosie promptly got buried. <laughs> Rosie did get. Rosie got. He did. Rosie got, got really called buried. out for being late to practice when he lives two miles away. And Taylor was trying to say, "Rich lives a hundred miles away and is always on time." <laughs> right. And Rosie gets called yeah, out I, for no reason. When you think about the level of sobriety or lack thereof at which he was operating. The comedic timing was fantastic. I really just enjoyed the speeches that were done by Mark Sherman and Donald Son as Taylor Crabb. Yes, Taylor's (laughs) best speeches ever. Here's all. Yeah. uh, Go ahead, Rich. There was a little bit. uh, Donald threw out a line that I missed on the first go. I didn't miss it. I did. You miss it. I missed it. I, I mean, missed well, it. First, I would have missed it about an hour later, but I didn't miss it then. <laughs> before we get into that, the like, just still on the topic of Taylor. Obviously, the whole like just repeating my name with no follow up to it was pretty funny. Uh, Seriously, was the fact that, rich. 
Rich, seriously. Fully admitted. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what inspired uh, Ed Ratledge to think that he was the go-to, like, speech writer, you know, human teleprompter guy up there. <laughs> but that was, as much as I love Ed, that was a little bit obnoxious. Um, and, and the fact that he and Taylor, that sparked, like, he and Taylor's uh, exchange where he goes, you're telling me to thank Donald, which makes me not want to thank Donald because I'm stubborn like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's was so good, so but good. then it led to him at the proper time exclaiming, I love Donald! <laughs> <laughs> and then getting the whole, once Donald came up and spoke as Taylor and said what he said, then Taylor, in walk-off fashion, got the whole place to chant, we love Donald. <laughs> I mean, it was just that it is, was unbelievable. That's a first, by the way. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Man. There's no way the New England Patriots, after winning the Super Bowl, are chanting Robert Kraft's name. No, not <laughs> a we chance. Love Robert. Yeah, not a chance. They only shot and that they, in South Florida, and he pays them a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> people in South a Florida. A lot of money. Yeah. He does well, that too, that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, oh my gosh. I liked how Donald acknowledges Rich's buffness as Taylor. Yes. You're so buff. Your body is amazing. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was fine with that. It was the follow-up comment to that that got a little weird. Bro, wow. some people are attracted to you. Hey, man, just take it as flattery. <laughs> because, well, so I'll, I'll uh, pose the question to you then. I'm positive Taylor's never had the thought that was expressed there. I'm hoping Donald didn't. <laughs> so I, I don't know if we're – I'm not going to say it, but Donald expressed his love for Rich – as Taylor. Yeah. In a non-platonic in A little fashion. bit more explicit than what I said <laughs> okay. and how I said it. In a non-platonic way. And I actually way. didn't hear it. I didn't hear it either. Yeah, not everybody caught it. But Kevin was sitting front row. Um, gotcha. But I have sent, seen video of it, Ooh, slash heard video of it, so and it was funny. dying. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hilarious is right. There's nothing wrong with Levin Rich. Yeah. He's a good-looking man. And decidedly non-platonic, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Aggressively non-platonic. Did any <laughs> did any award winners surprise anybody? Uh, did any award winners surprise us? Yes. Yeah. Just curious. Uh, no, I don't think uh, on that topic. Like this wasn't a surprising win, but since it happened so early, I feel like the greatness and the comedy of this maybe got. Uh, passed by and that's billy allen accepting betsy flint's best server award yeah agreed uh i mean just from the second he stood up and walked up to the podium it was hilarious with some chutzpah yeah everything he said i mean was you know if you know billy predictably hilarious and well thought out and i loved that uh especially since it was a best server award he credited his partner and his coach or her partner and her coach and i quote even though they have nothing to do with me sir <laughs> <laughs> i believe if you go to betsy's instagram page she has oh, the full speech up there oh really? i believe so yeah it's okay. funny yeah it's, worth it's a look. really good yeah great i was uh, i texted him and asked him if 
anybody had videoed that because uh, it was it was fantastic. And by the way, he got up immediately with confidence. It wasn't yeah. like should yeah. I, shouldn't I, should I? Okay, no, he stood up as Mark was finishing the award and was walking up there confidently. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of awards here. <laughs> so here's a question for you then on that subject. Okay. A was that was that pre-planned? I mean, I know it was by him, probably, but was Mark in on that? And B, do you think it spawned, unfortunately, some copycat attempts, you know, when people in their absence, like, let other people accept for them, which never goes as well as the original, in my opinion? Yes, to the second part of your question. I'm not sure if Mark knew Billy was coming up. For sure, Billy knew he was going up there. I don't know if Mark did or not. Uh, but then, yes, it did open the door for Ed Ratledge to start making acceptance speeches for other people. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Although I will say the uh, the, the other uh, proxy acceptance speech that I thought was funny was just the one-liner from Carissa Cook when uh, Jace Pardon won the Newcomer of the Year or whatever whatever award that was. And she said the only difference was her partner. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that that was, was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, uh, that was That was pretty solid. I thought everybody did a good job. I can't do it with Rich on the phone because I need that piece of equipment. But we have Phil's acceptance speeches that we'll play on the show we'll, later. We'll spend the time. We'll spend we'll the, time. the time. Yeah, we'll somehow fit, we'll somehow fit it in. Good. Yeah. There's a cameo in one of his speeches as well, which is great. I have the Odd Couple Award. Yep. Right here. Those watching on Facebook Live, I actually have the Pokey Award, the Odd Couple. Supposed to go to Read Pretty. The other half went to Trevor Crabb. <laughs> Who, by the way, that was a good speech too. That was a great speech yeah. by Trevor. Yes. Yeah. He started by saying he thought that was the team of the year award. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you and Manhattan Beach Open, you need some awards. Yeah. And you. That was another good. That was another good exchange during uh, one of Taylor's speeches. Right. He was. He was. Uh, you know, dragging a little bit. Took him a while to get going. Let's say. And uh, Trevor's giving him the time limit call from the back, to which he responds, "Were you?" <laughs> and then, and then Trev now, you know, to all our dismay, on a certain level, can always respond with, uh, "My name's on the pier. Go check it out." <laughs> Look, let's just be honest. I'm just happy hey, they're speaking to each other, Rich. That regardless was, yeah. of what tone it is, that was your idea, Rich. So you're responsible for that. What's that? The whole pretty and crab. 2019 name on the pier thing that was you two weeks before it happened (laughs) yeah i was yeah i just put it out into the universe maybe earlier than either of them maybe you spoke it into existence as my sons would like to say (laughs) well uh yeah is it is it weird that i'm super happy for reed and kind of lukewarm for trevor (laughs) (laughs) nope not weird at all No, I love Trev. That was uh, that was really like that has to be one of the greatest stories of the whole season, right? Oh, yeah. of volleyball in general. That's Absolutely. movie. Yeah. It was something that that we actually wanted to cover. Yeah, we really wanted to cover that story. So Trevor gave us a little bit of background of how it all got together and went down. But then Trevor teamed up with Try in Hawaii, and I was like, oh, "You're ruining it, bro. Yeah. We don't have enough B-roll." How dare you go it. back to the partner that you're going to the Olympics with? No, How I mean it all made you. sense. I didn't. I, I wasn't sure if Try was going to play or not. But that is a great story. It's an amazing story. Oh, I've come to really appreciate Trevor for another reason, not only his competitiveness and everything else, 
but also because any of the things that are said here that are kind of jabs at him, he will also find funny. And then he will jab back oh, yeah. at everybody else. Trevor and Lamborn was there for this. Trevor and I speak to each other by saying hello on site, or he heckles me on social media. <laughs> That's it? That's how Trevor and I communicate, and I love everything about it. The guy is constantly asking me for Lakers tickets. Constantly. <laughs> so on Instagram. On, on, on Instagram. Media, and then at the okay. awards bank, he's like, bro, where are my tickets? And I go, Trevor, you and I don't speak to each other. Why do you think you're higher on the list than a lot of other people? And then I thought, what if I do give him a ticket? Then will he stop heckling me? I don't want him to stop heckling me. Right. So he's never getting tickets. That makes sense. Yeah. That's a good point. I love it. By the way, he said that to me multiple times. Left the stage, came back to say it to me again. Where is my... Just one. He just wants one. He doesn't need to take anybody with him, which makes perfect <laughs> sense for Trevor. He just wants one ticket. All right, Brandon Fuller, you're not going to the game. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're out. Why is there no coach of the year, Rich? Mm. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't think that's, I don't think that's necessary. Says the coach of the year. <laughs> I wish I had a picture of Billy's drawing of Rich. I almost took a photo of it, but for his place card at the table, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. He had a tank top on. It was <laughs> is that is that who drew down. that? Yeah, that was Billy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that's necessary <laughs> to have a coach of the. I mean, yeah. Now you're going. You're leaving right now tonight, right? You're going to the airport. Yeah, we're uh, we're taking off tonight for Mexico. Oh, business or pleasure? Four star, bro. Four star. Uh, well, yeah, I think it's uh, entirely business, <laughs> and uh, it should be interesting because we're flying Interjet Airlines, Ooh. and it's already been a decidedly different experience than when we fly our you know Star Alliance, on which we have status and so forth. Wow. What teams? I have, yeah, who else is going? Yeah, what teams are going to this event? U.S. Uh, teams. I think for the men, Billy and Stafford, uh, Try and Trevor, and then Jake and Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then on the women's side, I'm not totally sure. Emily and Betsy, I know, won the uh, country quota thing, so they'll be there. Wait, They're did, already there, I believe. Did Hayden and Bill uh, Kalinsky win the country quota for this, or is that something different? I haven't been following. Uh, you may be you may be right about that. I I'm not entirely sure. Oh, we'll know. have to check Instagram. Yeah. Um, I mean that would be. I don't know that that could uh, spark a whole other tangent <laughs> as far as like you know what are people doing? But yeah, <laughs> we love tangents on this show. <laughs> <laughs> you, you love tangents, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I prefer yeah on the women's. I think I think uh, Sponsel and Clays are going. Carrie and Brooke are going, of course, and uh, I think Sarah and Summer may be playing as well. Oh, okay. Summer healthy again. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. I talked to Summer. She was thinking about going. I don't think she's going. Oh, really? Yeah. Because of health, or when, yeah. When was that? <laughs> at the banquet. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I talked to her at the banquet, and I think she might rest a little longer. So okay. on Saturday, she was thinking about traveling to a tournament on Monday. Makes sense. <laughs> no, I think from what she yeah. told me, she was out. Well, there's Got enough it. tournaments for them to kind of come back and catch right. up. So, and, and there's like ten or something, right? I don't know, Rich. 
Aren't there between four and five stars? Are there uh, before the cutoff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of tournaments, but if you're talking four and five stars, I think there is, including Mexico, in the neighborhood of nine. Okay. Wow. Because right now, this is part of the 2020 season that you're going to? Yeah, I think they count it like that. Why, I have no idea. Yeah. But okay. uh, It's confusing. And then, is this off-season for you guys after this tournament, or keep yeah, training? Yeah, we'll play. No, we'll play there and then take the rest of 2019 off. Uh-huh. Because I think... I think our first tournament next year is going to be in March in uh, Qatar, probably. And what's, Doha. So, uh, and what's your guys' plan for uh, 2020? All the four and five stars or figuring those out? Trying to pick it and choosing? How do you guys like decide those things? Uh, yeah, it's a pretty full slate of four and five stars once, once March hits. Mm-hmm. I think there's one two in the month of March, but then there's one every single week. Uh, of April, should we, you know, decide to play them all? Because there's, I think, maybe like three weeks in China straight, like uh, Hong Kong and or, or uh, Singapore, which I realize is not China, but um, like that area, you know, and then two like mainland China events. Right. Um, okay. So, so it'll be a little bit of not wait and see, but obviously, you know, where, where we are, like what our uh, results look like factor into those decisions. Yeah. I think uh, some as, heavy as, math is going to be done. It seems by the time we get to like halfway through that schedule, some people are going to be doing some math on, do I even need mm-hmm. to better my scores? Well, it's, it's close, right? Yeah, and how much can I better my scores? How much can really the other close. person better their scores? Yeah. Try and Trevor well, yeah. one. No, I'm pretty sure. So just true. Nick and Phil are one, and Taylor and Jake are two. Rich, is that right? And then Try and Trevor are three on the Olympic rankings. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, for for everybody who's kind of Stand by. doing yeah. the right now, my response is always it's a little bit inconsequential at this point because there are nine tournaments. So I mean, theoretically, you could have only played three tournaments and still played nine more, uh-huh. and like you know. Having only played three tournaments, you would be way, way, way behind. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, somebody could, you know, Billy and Stafford, for example, are, are a pretty decent amount of points behind in fourth, I believe. But they could go on a run of, I don't know, podium finishes or something, yeah. and all of a sudden be a huge factor and be right in there. Yeah. You know are, what I mean? Are all the tournaments valued the same this year? In, in other words, do all the four stars have the same value as one another and all the five stars? Because last year we had world champs, which differed incredibly, correct? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, well, world champs is always always like double points. or something. It was, I think, even more than double points, which is a little bit ridiculous, I think. Um, I was kind of following but, it, and what I found, it was like 1,600 points for first in world champs, and then five stars are 1,200 points for first. Phew. And then second right. place gets 10% down. So like minus yeah. 120, minus another 120. So then 16, like... That was a huge... If you made it to world champs, it like skyrocketed a few totally. times. This is something like we were kind of honing in on for a while and kind of trying to see how these points and all these teams kind of escalated. And like Kerry and Book, uh, Brooke started front-loading all these tournaments early in 2019 and yeah. actually kind of paid off for them because they reached that 12-tournament mark and yep. can kind of like pick and choose. Yep. And Try and Trevor kind of did the same thing. And if you looked at the Olympic qualifications, they were almost like leading at one point. 
Correct. They're yeah. actually leading in the U.S. standings right now. Try and Trevor, 59-60. Okay. Okay. I didn't, well, I didn't look at the tournaments played. But how on. many tournaments played? Because then we have to divide that and get the average, <laughs> yeah, and that's all... what I was kind right, of so, looking at. That's what at. people are doing. So well, they gives they me a headache. 12. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. F- no, no I, mean, I mean that in the FIVB's way, like... You have world rankings, you have Olympic rankings, yeah. then you have I, today's Tuesday rankings on their website, and it all it, confuses it, me. It all, yeah. So here's the here's how it breaks down. Try and Trevor, 59-60 uh-huh. in 12 tournaments. Yeah. Okay. Crab and Gib, 5,700 in 11. Okay. Uh, Phil and Nick, 53-60 in 10. So I think if you average those out, though, average points per tournament, yeah. Nick and Phil will be first. Jake and Taylor would be second, and Try and Trevor would be third. Got it. That's what that's what I think. And then I don't know. I was kind of looking at the top sixteen teams, and you know, what is that average mark? Like, what do teams have to be hitting? And I think it was like five hundred points a tournament was kind of like that. The average. Mark. Well, you also have like say. the host country gets a team in. That's right. And then you also the winners of World Champs, men and women's side, they're automatically in too. Yeah. They would probably be in, make yeah. it in anyways, but they're automatically in yeah okay <clears throat> try and trevor average 496 okay tournament Ooh, you okay. just did Four, math okay. 496 points crab and give 518 okay so they're above per yeah phil and nick 536 per so yeah there so, i was right so nick and then everybody yeah so it's still there's no it's but still I, a tight I, race. I think like that 500 point mark is like that the average that average I and mean, granted everything's going to change depending on if there's more four stars or more five stars but it was like this race was going up and down between Try totally. and Trevor, Jake and Taylor, and then carrying them were up there. And then after World Champs, and I think Rome, April, and, and Alex just yeah. skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the standard person, I didn't know how people qualified for the Olympics looking at all this stuff. And they like, change it all the time, too. Right? Well, it's hard to, and as we're saying right now, it's hard to keep track as the process is going. You know, you have to play in X amount of tournaments, mm-hmm. and you have to be top 16 in the world, correct? Yeah, and then there's all other little factors that go into it too. Yeah. But we're like, like you said, after World Champs, Try and Trevor were the one yeah. American seed according to the Olympic points at that time. Yeah, but not everybody had played in not 12 events yeah. yet. All Until that stuff that goes into have it. all 12 tournaments. Then it's going to be easier to tell where Correct. you rank in that ranking. Yeah, but anyway, all right. So Kleinman, I'll, I'll we figured it out. You guys keep going. I'll do a little math over here and let you know where the women no, are. No, and so the and the other thing I didn't know was that. The U.S., each country decides who, if their country wins world champs. Each country has its own uh, protocol on how they select that team. So Canada, uh, Pavin, and, and Melissa won. They get to go automatically. Whoever wins that wins yep. it automatically. But for the U.S., I'm sure you guys know, but most people don't. It's Let's say Taylor and Jake won world champs. They don't get that bid automatically. It goes to the team, from my understanding, goes to the team with the highest points ranking at – that cutoff date, June 20th. Interesting. So it's like... I did not know that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. I bet some people would be a little upset if they won that. I know. Thinking they were going. And, so, and, and then and, all of a sudden... And, and I was told that was decided by the, the, the players. Decided by the oh, players who voted on a it? while ago. It would be undecided if uh, if we had the winners of world champs. It'd be undecided. It would be undecided, right? So Interesting. I don't think USA Volleyball is going to send anybody that hasn't qualified their spot because... I think in in theory, I think actually USC volleyball can send anyone they want. In anyway, I I thought they set up anyone a protocol anyone. that it's the so like the Kevin team and I can go. Most. Yeah, it's sweet. You Never too late. What? There's there's twelve more tournaments, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you just need twelve. Sweet, no problem. Said anyone Let's can do make it. a run. Yeah. 
I think I might be uh, getting blocked by Phil at some point then in a country sort <laughs> Oh, wait, he doesn't play in those. So never mind. And then I will yell at you for getting blocked by Phil. I'm like, come on, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, that... Richard. What, what yeah. we said, does that sound accurate or was I off at all? You probably know this better than, than us. Yeah, I'm not sure about the world champs thing. Uh, that sounds right because I know that was the case for uh, – you guys remember there was a tournament in China. You, uh, the U.S. didn't send – anybody to that it was an olympic qualifier um and on the men's side it was won by plavins and talks from latvia and on the women's side it was won by two young girls from latvia as well one of whom uh plays at usc currently used to uh, so they yeah uh, oh did she, did she quit it? is she a year off no i she thought quit? she was a senior i don't think so no she's a no junior? no she, she was like a sophomore yeah she's young <laughs> Oh, she's, she's legit. Yeah, she is legit. Yeah. Yeah, she may be taking a year off. Uh, I, I don't know, because they, they qualified for the Olympics now. And that was... Oh, her partner was a senior. Sorry. Her partner, okay. Bustam- Abril Bustamante, was a senior. Yeah. You're right. She was a junior. What, what are you... Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so they... Uh, but those countries, Madison, like you said... Uh, they decided that if you win that, you qualify, like you get to keep that spot. The way the USA was looking at it is if you win that, you qualify the spot for the United States of America, and then we're going to go through the regular qualification process, you know, throughout the whole thing up until June 15th or whatever it is of next year. And so there's no point for anybody to go because no points were on the line. No money was on the line. You were you were just looking to qualify a spot for your country mm. and not guaranteeing okay, it so, for yourself. So maybe I mix that world champs with that tournament in China. Yeah. Okay. No, no you right. could you could be right that that world champs is looked at the same way. I have a hard time believing that if you won world championships the year before the Olympics, that USA wouldn't send you to the Olympics. Uh-huh. But uh, I, you know, I mean, your uh, explanation sounds correct to me. Uh, but the thing, in, uh, the thing with Spike, story. Like was, good story, dude. Love Great it. story. <laughs> the thing I was saying about the math, though, is you know, I mean, you guys are doing averages and all that kind of stuff. The reason, like, all that is interesting to bring up because it sort of highlights how close everyone is. You know, four ninety six to five eighteen or whatever. You know, whatever those numbers were to yep. five thirty six. Yep. Um, that's great. But again, we're nine tournaments away, and if you look at Try and Trevor, for example, they finished 25th in Rome because they played inexplicably with Try Hurt playing left-handed. So they're gonna probably this tournament <laughs> replace a 25th finish with something better, yeah. which is gonna up their points, right? Yeah, and it's, it's so hard to on, do that. So on. Yeah, it's hard to figure yeah. that out going forward because you don't. You'd have to go back and do some heavy lifting and figure out where they finished, how much points that was worth. Is that when calculated in? And the, you'd think the website would do that. You could click on their twelve tournaments and see the twelve finishes that qualify them. But no. Are you referring if, to the FIVB uh, website? Yeah, Kevin? I think you can do it on BVB info, but it's too much. Work. I, I got you. There's for sure something you can do. All right. Well, we'll figure that out here. I'll give you the women's. Uh, Kleiman and Ross, 12 tournaments, 87.60 in points. They're crushing. That's 7.30 per. Uh, yeah, you're in. Uh, Walsh and Sweat, 69.60 in raw points. They're second, but they've done it over 18 tournaments. 
So their average is 386. Now, if you take the best 12, their average is 580. Mm-hmm. So 580 is the number we're really and looking what at. what was yeah. April and Alex's average? Uh, 730. Whew, okay. Uh, Clays and Sponsel. Here's where it gets real interesting. Clays and Sponsel, 65-60, so just 400 points back. Uh, they played 14 tournaments, so their average is 468. So that's 468 to 386, but meaningless because the 12 is what matters. 580 right. is the number for Walsh and Sweat. 546 for Clays and Sponsel, but they've been edging up to Rich's point about replacing events. Yeah. Uh, Hughes and Summer, Hughes and Ross, 4380, but they've only played nine. Yeah. So their average is 486, which means they're not out of the conversation with a couple of good finishes, but yeah. Summer's health obviously is one of the big Well, games. they don't have they're, things they're, to replace yeah. with yet, so they need to play in a bunch of tournaments. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're three short and raw, but if you look at their average, it's 486 to 580 and 546. The groups are trying to catch if so you yeah, take out they, number one. Yeah, they have to be the best, the most consistent. The other teams have more tournaments to kind of flip in and out, but yeah. there's still a chance, which I was like, whoa. So you're saying there's a chance. The average number is the one. So right now, Clay's and Sponsel, who've been on the uptick. Yeah. Um, admittedly, have Walsh and Sweat, too. If you look at their overall finishes, mm-hmm. they were on the uptick over the year as well. So 386 and, for them to yeah. 468. So on the average of all their tournaments they've played, Clay's and Sponsel have finished better, but the best 12 is not enough to eclipse Walsh and Sweat yeah. right now. No. And, and Rich, yeah. you're right. It's not like the most accurate indication, especially with how many tournaments are there. But I think for the average viewer, like, I think knowing this sort of competition, knowing how close it is, knowing, you know, if they face each other in a quarters or a semis, like, oh, it's a they, huge deal. They, they could, yeah, they could eclipse them. Totally. So I'm like, that stuff I would want to know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, was- you get in to those, especially as you creep closer and closer to the deadline. Uh, and especially on the women's side, it seems to happen quite a lot that in the playoff rounds, American teams square off against one another. So like those, those battles become significant. Uh, but to, to quote you, Kevin Barnett, that, uh, statistics are instructive as opposed to predictive. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that whole average number is interesting for you know the fans kind of going wow that's amazingly close but uh you know doesn't necessarily predict that you're going to keep getting 486 points a tournament well and to madison's point it does keep as a fan that can keep you intrigued this far out yeah like people are somewhat paying attention they'll really start to pay attention in the new year Mm -hmm. right but knowing these things like and it's just it's a lot of information to know yeah right um, Trust me, I'm trying to figure out how do you present this information yeah, without it's, overloading yeah, someone. Because then there's teams that are playing that in these international events that aren't going to make the Olympics, but like then they're, somebody sees a ranking of just normal FIVB rankings. They're like, wait a second, they're the fourth seed in the world, but yet they're the yeah. third-seeded Brazilian team, no, so they're I, definitely not going to the Olympics. And, and yeah. I think with that thing, I think those top three men's teams are in the top 16, and I think we have four, possibly five women's teams in the top 16, so that's like... That's good for us. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, Rich, are the top yeah. international teams going to Mexico? Do you know? Uh, uh it, it's it's sort of hit or miss. Like Brower, Musen, uh, uh, Felix, and Brill are signed up, uh, but uh, Samoylov, Smedens are are signed up. Uh, you have the Canadians, Sam and Sam are signed up. You know, so it's a solid field as always on the men's side. I think the women's side's a little bit lighter, but there's still some strong competition over there uh it's but i think it's as 
good a chance as any at a four star to get a good finish if you're a team that's trying to make up some ground. Yeah. And when do uh, when do you guys start playing? Wednesday, Thursday? Thursday, I believe, yeah. Got it. Tina Graudina yeah, we, was the name we couldn't think of earlier, the Latvian who is still at USC. Oh, got it. Well, yeah, Glad I could have told you that if you asked. <laughs> Glad you circled back to that 10 minutes later. <laughs> uh, Just over here doing some math. Did you text Dane? Did I'm you text still... Dane Bland and ask him? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dane. I, we can't him, man. Well, I can't find on BVB where the – I mean, I went to rankings. I went to some other stuff. I can't find Olympic rankings. On BVB? Yeah. Interesting. Go to the drop-down. down here. There's no drop-down menu where it looks Let's for, like, tournaments and stuff? There. I, I couldn't find the rankings there, but you can go back to like their 2019 season and see all the points that they won per tournament if you want to get that deep. Yeah, so it. like here's the 2019 season, exactly to your yeah. point. Uh, that's what I clicked on. 83-80 in terms of points won for Brooks Sweat and Kerry Walsh to 81-60 for Kleiman and Ross. But that's, that's every tournament. And they played so many more international tournaments than did April and Alex. So that's why you end up with so many more points. It's a, it's a race. Yeah, place. and uh, and then it's then it's anybody's guess as to how uh, teams are seated in any given tournament because you can look at the the list and it'll say that number you're saying eight thousand, but then there's technical points, there's seating points, there's entry points. I mean, Lord knows how anything Sorry. ends well, up getting accomplished. Well, the why, why on the FAVB website can you not look at the tournaments played that have qualified their that are in the Olympic qualification, and then they highlight the rows that have the 12 or list the 12. You could sort them differently. So here's the 12 that qualify them, and then you know, okay, they've finished in this position or in the middle of the tournament, they've gone here, and then they can go back and look at the list and go, okay, they're going to replace one. They're going to they're gonna make some progress here. First Come of all, on. stop being logical. Oh, yeah. yeah, but that, <laughs> your, question, your question there operates under the premise that the FIVB – cares at all about your understanding of anything they do it's, it's run by i think it's run by spider monkeys like they're all just in the building swinging around on their prehensile tails dogs like, and cats what, living together God, come on you guys did you ever see uh did you ever see the south park episode that made fun of how family guys are written no, <laughs> no. they just have, Copy they the just sentence. have like a tank, they just have a tank uh, of water with a bunch of like uh, words, random non sequitur <laughs> words floating. Then they've got like a manatee swimming, and whichever one it swims up and touches, they link it with whichever one it touches next, and then like those are their ways. Uh, I would think it'd just be a, a TV in a room with The Simpsons running so that then you'd have a family guy because there's all those that are direct copies and 80s and 90s references. Which would be very rally, similar. Yeah. But- I believe the FIVB operates uh, <laughs> similarly. I always just envisioned the scene where they ask Homer asks if he's been replaced at the nuclear power plant, and they say yes, and they flash to his control board, and there's a chicken that's pecking at the buttons instead of Homer. <laughs> like, guys, this is your thing. Like, the oh, race to the Olympics is the thing, FIVB. That yeah. is what you should be promoting is this race, this road to Tokyo, yep. this whatever you want to call it, Strabe. Strasa, because it has a big B. I don't know. You know, whatever it is, promote that to Tokyo and show it to people. Let them get excited about it. Don't bury it nowhere. Marketing, and I'm using the umbrella when I say volleyball. Uh-huh. Marketing is not the strongest suit of the sport of volleyball. Oh, well. Just going to throw that out that there. That won't yeah, stop aggravating me anytime soon. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, that's uh, that's why Hannes' events are usually so impressive because they are pretty competent at marketing. Yeah, that's what you have right? to do in today's day and age. I mean, you you go to you go to the Vienna Five Star, and uh, everywhere you go in the city of Vienna, there's a picture of Clemens and or Alex. <laughs> and how do you feel about that, Rich? Be honest. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I mean, oh. the, I don't know. I don't know what goes into. I like seeing Clemens less <laughs> Alex, but there we go. I'm just kidding. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we both played with uh, those guys when they were like 16, 17 years old. Oh, really? Yeah. Indoors, the hot really? volleys in Vienna with them, against them, with them. Oh, really? On the same team? Yeah. <laughs> Clemens always there for practice. Had his schoolwork done. Didn't he went on every trip? Alex, not so much. <laughs> Alex would come to like one out of every three practices or so. And how was it your year, Rich? Maybe Alex was a little more on it. Wow. No, he was he was better, but you know, uh, our relationship got started off a little rocky because you know I was there with like McKenzie and like a bunch of other Americans, so we didn't do a very good job of trying to integrate ourselves. Human coach, head coach, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that wasn't, it wasn't Hugh's fault, obviously. And so we were a little bit uh, obnoxious, I'm sure. So I, I certainly take my share of the responsibility, but I think Horsty is just now starting to warm up to me. <laughs> it was, years uh, later. I think it was glossed, <laughs> I think it was glossed over at the AVP Awards banquet. But remember when Jake just kind of threw out there that Rich Lamborn was difficult to get along with? <laughs> <laughs> True. That's, that's, he was That's giving, how he starts me. He was, giving, <laughs> he was giving his coach props by starting off saying, yeah, I know he's a little bit difficult to get along with, but... <laughs> uh, so many yeah, gems it's, that it's happened at the awards banquet. Yeah, I mean, he was, wasn't speaking out of turn. So, oh, boy. Crickets. All right, Rich. <laughs> what other topics do we need to cover while you're on the phone before you go and get on Spirit Airways' uh, lesser cousin? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. Uh, I'm assuming this is now where you go to College Volleyball Weekly and talk about the women's playoffs. Do you so, have your cookie? I ready? hope you have snacks for this. Part. You don't want to get any of that cookie all over your interior. There, your 25 grams of sugar and two grams of protein. That's right. That's right. Uh, you can no, stay I'm on the phone. Just, I just want to make sure we have we've we've hit every topic that that you had. Yeah, I, I got to run the Olympic. The Olympic race and uh, the banquet were two highlights, so I appreciate it, and I miss you guys. I wish I were in studio with you. Well, one day again, but there won't be any more studio. We'll get back on the games we'll train when you get back from Mexico. Yeah, a lot of questions about when the games train is getting started again. I've had that from several people. All right, we'll discuss that post-Mexico. I'll, okay. I'll hit you back up. My biceps are suffering. Get that gorilla up here. Get that monkey bell up here. All right. Thanks, Richie. Have a good flight. Good luck. All right, guys. Later, Rich. See ya. Rich Lamborn checking out. Hopefully, it's not like flying Aerofloat or something. Hopefully, oh, there are man. seats that are bolted to the actual aircraft. That does not sound fun. When you look, it's first world problems, right? But when you, uh, that's my dongle, too, by the way. Oh. Uh, Thanks for bringing one. When you are used to flying a certain airline and then have to go to another one where you don't have a status. It's not my favorite. See, I'm neither. I'm not used to one airline, and I don't have status in any airline. So, then, so yes. how is that I, possible? I, I don't have any. I don't have that issue. How many places have you flown? Are you just not in the frequent flyer program? <clears throat> You've been to like Where Doha. Places? We flew a lot of different places, but we never how had many, like how many times control go to of like 
which airline mm. we were going to take. Mm. Yeah, put that in your contract. Yeah. I mean, you go back, <laughs> you go back home twice, you're almost at status. Come on, that's a long flight. I know. I know. mixing up all over the airlines. Before we move on to the next topic, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I want to make sure we get Phil's speeches. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please. So give me a talk amongst yourselves for about I'm going to go get something to drink. Well, yeah. yeah. We should all take a time out and we'll go stretch. and. Yeah. Like we used to play those tape interviews all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have, I mean, Jeremy, get ready first and then mute us. Yeah. I don't know why I muted him. <laughs> all right. We're still here. Okay, we're still here. I, I've All got right. your next McKibben video planned out, by the way. Okay, let me and hear it. Here's what it is. There is a, a brewing rivalry between one Trevor Crabb <laughs> and one Cameron Irwin on the ping pong table. What? Yeah, they want to. They played some pretty heated ping pong at Spin, which it was voted best player party of really? the year. By a well, lot of people. It was the one player part we didn't put on, so it was probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. it was probably well, I haven't best. been to yours, so I, probably I'm best. not speak, I may be speaking. Trevor's apparently really good because Empu played him. Yes. And Empu is apparently pretty Cam good. Cam beat Empu. And Empu was getting so mad at Trevor. He's like, he doesn't have a backhand. I was like, but he still beat you. So I can't wait to see the Cameron Irwin, Trevor Crab showdown. Showdown yeah. on the McKibben's YouTube channel, which you, if you are not subscribed to, please do so. Pause the episode. <laughs> Pull over if you're doing your car. Stay here on the episode. Get on your phone. Stay here. Log into YouTube. Subscribe and then come back to us. Because <laughs> you can't watch YouTube while you're in the car, so might as well just turn us. Or back you on. just pull, yeah, pull it up on the next window next yeah. to your computer. New tab, Control N. Exactly. Control T. All right, so Phil <clears throat> won two awards at the AVP banquet and was not there in person, so he had to video conference in his acceptance speeches. Are we going to play these just back-to-back? Sure. Okay. Let's make sure I have the audio up. So everybody, if you need a drink, go get a drink now. Just come back and sit down because you're going to be, you're going to need to sit here for a little while right, to here hear go. these speeches. Here's speech number one. Hey, go back. hey, everyone. Thanks so much for the award. Stuff like this never gets old. Uh, thanks to the AVP who makes it possible for us to play a, a sport for a living, which is uh, pretty ridiculous if you think about it. Um, thanks again. Bye-bye. Amazing. I hope I, if you guys need to rewind. Someone tell Madison we're back. Yeah. <laughs> if you hit the 15 second rewind on your, if you're listening to it on uh, iTunes podcast stuff, like yes. you might miss most of that. <laughs> so, and then here is speech number dos. Thank you so much for my daddy's award. <laughs> She's way better than I am at this kind of stuff. Thank you. Oh. Thanks, Phil. Oh, Madison, sorry. sorry. You enjoy the break? Yeah, yeah I, I didn't go that one. No, my bad. Um, I didn't realize this at first, but Mark Sherman pointed this out, that in the videos behind Phil yeah. are names of cities. Pieces of art. Pieces yep. of art, framed. I saw that. And they're all cities that Phil has won volleyball tournaments in. It is amazing. Austin, Manhattan, it Paris, is, it is Moscow, pretty cool. I think Rome. It's pretty I think I like it too. I, I think Stad. it's awesome. Yeah. You know that's custom because you know they have the Redondo word cloud or they yeah. have like the Manhattan Beach word cloud. Yeah, but yeah. Nothing else has Stavanger and Austin. <laughs> like. Oh, man. Or Kalagenfurt. That was good. Great videos. Yeah. Great content. Great content. <clears throat> Phil, a man of many important words. I was also a fan of uh, Melissa... 
Humana Paredes. I just butchered that. Sorry, everybody. Melissa Humana yeah, yeah. Paredes? She sent in her acceptance speeches to Josh Glazebrook, and Josh edited them and put them up, but did not edit her last one where she had like five takes to start the video. Oh, <laughs> and she was I, like, I thought that was great. She was talking yeah. to Josh in the video, but it was amazing. I'm so glad he left it in. I think that's the one. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> she was just yeah. like a little self-affirmation. <laughs> She's so sweet. That it was, was great. Those are, those are, those are perfect. Yes, it was yeah. her personality. It was perfect. It's hard to be mad at Mel. I mean, some people have been mad at Mel, but it's hard to be mad at Mel. Yeah, yeah. she beat you. Yeah, Get it. Then it's easier to yeah. be angry. Yeah, I mean, we could go over all the awards, but just go to the AVP's website, and you'll yeah. see videos Find of all there. the award winners, too, of their highlights of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. But I know, Madison, you had some suggestions for the AVP awards or some possible oh, so tweaks. I was, I was always thinking that... I I thought that the awards, best blocker, best digger, whatever, I think they went to the right people. Jeremy Casepierre, best server. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking that the, the AVP takes stats on, on all these matches, and you can see, you know, who had, like, the most aces per set, most blocks per set, highest hitting percentages, all that sort of stuff. I think that there sh- that should be an ongoing tally, and that should, de- that should determine the best digger, the best hitter, the best blocker. So one, I think it's quantitative. It's easy to track. But yeah. two, I think as a broadcaster, you having this information in front of you and sharing it with viewers yeah. brings a little bit more added drama to the table. You know, you can be a little bit more connected with your favorite player. Let's say Troy Field starts off 2020 with, you know, four blocks per set, and he's leading this whole charge the entire season. It, like, comes down to these last few matches. Is he going to win it or is Phil going to win it? And I think stats is one thing that, connects fans to players just a little bit more. It gives you a little bit more insight. I think it's a small factor uh, to this bigger thing of how you can engage fans with players, but I think that's what it should be determined on. May Hopefully there's a monetary uh, incentive to do it. If not, you know, I think the title's great, but I just imagine coming down to the last, you know, last season, last, last term in the season, you know, you got Taylor and, and Nick going back and forth and you know, they're, they're one and two in digs, and it's just a huge dig match like it was in Manhattan Beach. And then the person leading by a lot, like, fakes an injury, so, <laughs> you know, they don't have to play, yeah, the, last, they don't have to play mean, the last match. I could and... see it going the opposite, and, and Troy Field just not, not sticking to his blocking call and blocking ball the entire just, match. The entire, just going after every ball, yeah, it's just driving Tim Ball. But, hey, crazy. those would be some great highlights. I agree. I mean, his blocking highlights are... Look, I say it all the time. At the pro level, it's about entertainment. So anything that can keep it more entertaining. Just can my I, suggestion. Yeah. Can I put out the precedent with this? Actually, what you're discussing. Yes. Eric Sullivan, 1998 World Championship. Here we go. Fifty grand for the best digger. Yeah. Fifty grand. Uh huh. Eric Sullivan's last dig of the match, which won him this award by less than a tenth, an overpass that he created. He overpassed. <laughs> no. The There's guy no way a, he did it on purpose. Guy takes a cut he at did it. J.R. Smith. Sullivan digs it. He did a J.R. Smith where yeah. he threw the ball off the backboard to get a rebound so he could get a triple-double. There you go. That is awesome. He overpasses, gets it, he digs it. That ends up being the one that got him the... 50 grand, bro. 50 grand. I'm doing the same thing. You know how many beers he bought that night? No way. None. 50 grand? Uh, no! I was going to say. Sully! Not oh, one? Man. First of all, that is an amazing story. Crazy. It's Crazy. awesome. See, that's a great story. Perfect. Yeah. If it leads to stories, and you're even better. One hundred percent. Troy Field is going after the ball instead of yeah. line like he told no, no, him. No, no, after he's going back to Oh, I need one more. As Mark announces it on the microphone, Troy just needs one more oh block. My gosh. Troy dives into I the angle. Kev- 
<laughs> Kevin saying, well, yeah, as he's showing fists. Yeah. It means he's blocking ball. He's done that for the last 12 points. <laughs> His partner staying middle, middle, doesn't know where to go. Seems strange not to switch the strategy when you're down so big. Tim Baumgren, one of the nicest people on tour, just yelling furiously at Troy Fielder right now. <laughs> uh, but I do think there's upside. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. It does take out the the unknown of the banquet then. And the well, banquet's not primarily well, kind a, a of, fan but people thing. don't it's go a, to the banquet thing. to see who won. They go for the speeches. Kevin. They go, they they go the for the speeches. Well, and some of it too, like you could still vote on like MVP, MVP those kind yeah. of things. I do like the awards that the awards are voted on by the players. Do we like the pokey awards? Yeah. Yeah, I like them. I like them. I think those are fantastic, but those could be the categories of 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 awards that everyone votes on. You know? That's yeah, because like the Pokey Awards. Who does vote on the Pokey Awards? The players. Uh, players. players. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We All get right. an email. Okay. Yeah, Pokey Awards are things like Top Gun, which is like the most enthusiastic partner. Yep. Obviously, Kelly Reeves. Kelly Reeves, yep. And Troy. And Troy. And Troy. Kelly Reeves, I told her one time, like when she was playing with Jennifer Fatma, like she'd get so excited after something and go to like low five. I was concerned about Jennifer Fatma's hand because Kelly was coming <laughs> in hot. Um, so you have the Gruden Award, like the Gruden Grinders, like the player that's just the Sandy Donut out there hustling as hard as they can. The Chirango? If you will. Which was Sarah I, Sponsel. I did like that hashtag. And Eric, how do you say his last name? Branick? Branick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those are oh, really he had a great year. That was those are well-deserved. That's an excellent story, yeah. his whole season on the AVP. And his hair yeah. looked amazing at the banquet. Yeah. It was all dyed blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so the Pokey Awards are fun. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Okay. And I like, I like as, again, is the entertainment value. It, it is not that the award banquet's not fun to begin with, just because the group of people that are there, everybody's there having a good time. It's fun. But those awards, like, you can even, you don't have to give a serious speech if you don't want to, because it's a fun thing to do. You could just get up and say somebody's name. Totally. Yeah. Several times. There you go. <laughs> or get someone else to give your speech. Correct. Yeah. You know what? One thing I did learn at the awards banquet that Jake Gibb is 53 years old. <laughs> According to Taylor Crabb. And he beats everybody. And he beats everybody. He's better, he's better than all of you. And Little he's 53. Fact, even at 53, still not older than John Hyden. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah, good times. Someone should have been at the banquet who was not there. Reed Pretty? Yes. Where was Reed? It's a great question, Damn, Madison. I don't know. I would like Reed. Reed has not been to an awards banquet. And uh, I would like him to be there. And just... Uh, and not just because we're friends and I want to hang out with him. That would be a bonus for me. Goes without saying. Yeah. I, I want him to be there to give back and be a part of the sport that is given him a lot. Right? Because there is more, as you are well aware, uh-huh. there is more to the sport than just showing up and playing. Especially in volleyball. You have to do so many other things to not only promote yourself, but promote the sport. Like, you and your brother do amazing in promoting yourselves, but your brand is also promoting the sport. Right. So if you're doing things that are just promoting you and not the sport in general, that rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I'm not saying anybody's I'm not saying Reed's doing that. I'm just that's a umbrella statement. That bothers me a little bit because the way the sport is, is you have to do more than other athletes in other professional sports to bring light to the sport. Whether right. that's fair or not is a completely other conversation. But that's just right. the yeah. reality. There isn't a functioning business around you that's already promoting the entire league or sport in general. And because the sport doesn't have as many eyes on it as, say, NFL, NBA, you doing things more than just playing exceptionally well 
brings more eyes and more sponsorships and things like that to you and to the sport. Yeah, and I guess I, I should augment that by saying, yes, the AVP does exist, and yes, USAV does exist, but they're not all powerful in the way that these other leagues are already. Yeah. And a lot of these organizations, they're too small to... Like the NBA, NFL will help you with some sponsorships, sponsorships and things like that as well, right? Because uh-huh. like you're a top athlete, we want you know, you also now to be sponsored by whatever the NBA main sponsors like Kia or mm-hmm. Beats or whatever. Um, they'll help you with that kind of stuff. And I know the AVP has done some stuff like that as well, uh-huh. right? But it's not you can't just sit back and expect that it's going to happen to you just because you average thirty five digs a match. Yeah. Right. Like you have to do more than just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just the reality of the sport. Yeah, oh, I agree. And how did that start? Oh, me wanting Reed to be at the awards yeah. banquet? No, yeah, I think he should be there. He won the Manhattan Beach Open this year. I would love for him to have been there. Yes. Yeah. I said he should have been there. But I have two awards now. I have two Pokey Awards. He's going to come pick them up one day. I think he said when I win a tournament. And let's be honest, the, the second Pokey Award is way better Personality-wise, I mean, personally-wise, like you don't necessarily want to get that first Pokey Award. You don't want the, the Smirnoff Ice Award, player that got iced by the freeze rule. Yes, that is not the award you want, but... Wait, that was that was one last year? No, it was a few Two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Two years ago. It ended up here. Yeah, he had a rough showing in Manhattan Beach, and then... That's why I accepted Those are this both one. reads? That's why I went up and accepted the Odd Couple Award for him. Yes. Because I already have this one, and he wasn't there, so now I have both. Because we texted him after the awards banquet, told him he had the freeze award, and he told, he told us we could keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be honest. Oh, poor guy. If you get the freeze award, and then yeah. two years later win the Manhattan Beach Open where you got heckled for the freeze, that's kind of like a suck-it situation, yeah, no right? One's, no one's going to got heckled in 18 for the freeze, but we'll let it go. Yeah, it's fine. You know who's getting heckled now for the freeze? And you need to look at their social media? It's Theo Brenner. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Trevor and Theo are going back and forth at each other, and it is comical. Oh, I, I can only imagine. And I speaking of Theo, it. his post today, he had like a gator dig yeah. photo. Uh-huh. His comment, you should follow Theo on social media. That's all I'm saying. It I was, like it was amazing. When I read Theo's social, I can, can hear, you hear his voice? Theo saying it. He just kind of like cranked it up a little bit. Yeah. He had this Instagram story, and it's a picture of him and his cat. His cat was in a gator, and he's like, no, it was a post, and he talked about being on the free market looking for a, a, a partner. Yeah. It was so good. Because usually Theo's kind of Theo's right yeah, a little bit. He's and quiet. He's, and he's just cranked it up recently. <laughs> I put it up on my store. I was like, you guys need to follow this yeah. guy because he's, he's on some fire right now. You need yeah. to give Lord Brunner a follow. Yeah. yeah. Lord Brunner is doing some good stuff. I agree. I agree. And it is. It's like those personalities, like if you just saw him play, that's not what you would expect no, on his no, social no, media. Not at all. The guy's a funny dude. <laughs> uh, I noticed that you looked up at our I banners did. here. <laughs> so when you I may walked have, you in. may have noticed something. <laughs> yeah, when I walked in, I was kind of like, "Wow, great studio, so cool." And then I saw this. You can't see. It says, "Snow, snow has been crossed out." You have Olympians sitting, legends, beach, pretty much every different form of volleyball, and snow has a big X through. Basically, <laughs> my question was, why? It's everything we're allowed to talk about on the show, or that we will talk about on the show. Why it's- not snow? <laughs> Seems kind of rough that you're here. I know, like for that, yes. Why not, wait, what have you guys like, said about snow? You're like the Nordic god of snow volleyball, <laughs> and we invite you in with that banner up. Here's what I've said about snow. All right, let's hear it. I am super stoked that the players have another opportunity to play and make money. 
<laughs> I feel like everyone would preface it. But it's like true. Count like, me in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. It, yeah. I'm an assassin okay, but, as well. But, I but, let's hear My it. concern is if we're losing beach volleyball tournaments, especially internationally, uh-huh. due to money and other situations, Yeah. why are you putting money into snow okay. that is not going to... First of all, snow, you can literally only play it in certain parts of the world. Okay. Indoor and beach, you can play... Everywhere, maybe not year-round, gotcha. but definitely certain times of the year. So my concern is if... You can play indoor year-round, just saying. Correct. Well, if there's like a tornado or something, Kevin. Okay. Hurricane, earthquake. Yeah. Now I derailed my whole thought process. Swarm of locusts. No, no, no. Yeah, Sorry. dogs and cats living I'll, together. I'll hear it all out. I have, I have my... my yes, uh, absolutely. So that is my... You said you can play it everywhere, and with snow you can only play it in certain places. Yes. So that is my concern if... Uh, where if... Beach and indoor aren't necessarily where you want it to be as a sport. Uh-huh. Why are you adding a offset to the sport that is not going to ever eclipse beach and or indoor? Yeah, okay. Right? And people that say, oh, you need something at the Winter Olympics. I already have the solution for that. Indoor volleyball needs to be at the Winter Olympics. Not a bad idea because I want to go to a Winter Olympics. I know Olympics. it's but not then, a bad idea. But it's then actually it's a not bru- the Winter Olympics. You can, you can take <laughs> half the sports of the Summer Olympics and put them in the winter. True, but when is indoor volleyball usually played? During the fall-winter months. So it actually makes more sense to me. And it's a way to have volleyball at both Olympics. Which is one of the stated goals of the FIVP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Again, this is coming from that. a DJ's opinion. But feel free to send all your hate mail to thenetlive at gmail.com. <laughs> No, Which, and I will re- and I will respond to all of them <laughs> when Kevin forwards them to me. <laughs> okay. the, that's my thought process on snow. Kevin is mostly on board for all of what I just said. All right, let's hear it. I'm just annoyed by the presence of another form of volleyball. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I, I get it. It's it's a question of focus and resources. Yeah, at the international level. No, like, for what sure. Are, and I understand maybe there's some money coming into the FIVB from places that think that snow volleyball should be a thing, and they're willing to earmark money for it. Yeah, fine. But when beach is still taking money from transfer fees and things collected yeah. to finance beach tournaments and you have promoters routinely falling off beach tournaments yeah. and, and an already established thing, mm-hmm. spend your money on that thing. Spend your focus on that thing. Don't invent something else. Yeah. Because next thing you know that uh, playing in six inches of water on a barge with neon lights, which I saw, <laughs> we'll, we'll be there. That'll be a thing. We'll be a- there. As you should. As a <laughs> yeah. player, you play. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Dude, if I had the invite, if I was a playing capability and had the invite to go play yeah. snow in Patagonia, yes. Yeah. No, well, I, I agree with both of you guys. And it looked fun. Don't get me no, wrong. I, like, I, I looked like I would hurt myself for sure, but it looked fun. It was And fun. freezing. Yeah. No, it, it, it's definitely a good time. I think I agree with both of you guys. I, I do think that one of the reasons why they're trying to do this, obviously, is to become an Olympic sport, which is like, is, is that really going to work? Is that really feasible? But I think the other thing is, and from my understanding with talks with people, is that I think that the FIVB relies heavily, actually almost solely, on promoters to get funding for these events, whether it be beach or, or snow. Yeah. And I know that's been an issue, and I know the FIVB has realized that's an issue, so I know that Because the forward, FIVB doesn't have enough money to put on events? I, I, Sorry, I'm, I, I'm not sure why, but I, I know think they the, put a lot the of financial answer, burden know the on, on promoters. Yeah. So For that's sure. kind of their business model. It's just totally. the, the way that they do things. Agreed. There's some changes coming, by the way. But I know in there 2020, they're, they're going to be invested in these tournaments a little yeah. bit more. Financially, they're going to go, I, I believe, like 
50-50 or something and split the revenue. So that's going to be a little bit more sustainable. So from the FIVB's business model, when they're putting it all on promoters, I know that putting on snow volleyball events cost a fraction of, uh, was a fraction of the cost than putting on like a three-star or four-star totally. or five-star. And what they're thinking is, is, is doing these joint things with tourism boards, which you know could be sustainable, could not be sustainable. Yep. But they're putting it on promoters to put these things on, and their their hope is to put them in, put them on in places where there's already you know a big market of people coming of through snowboarding and skiing, and possibly partnering with bigger events. And so that's kind of their thinking. We've actually been trying to help them with getting a a USA place and mm-hmm. even in Canada. But it's extremely hard for, I mean, you, you have seen in Beach for these promoters to take on this full financial burden when... Putting on an event, period, yeah. is difficult. Oh, really Just hard. Just yeah. period. Regardless whether you have the financial yeah. means to do it. It's a difficult and thing. with no broadcast, you know, no mm-hmm. big broadcast deals, or we don't have TV rights, it's like, man, you, you got to sell a lot of private companies or go to government funding, tourism boards and whatnot, which I know worked in, in Patagonia. Um but it's that's kind of the way they they think they can make an entertainment product for a fraction of the cost. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you're you're right. They probably should be allocating resources towards other things, building the sports of beach and indoor. Were people paying money to see this? No. So then that goes to the my question. So then, where is the money coming from that the promoter Tourism is boards? making? Resorts from the. Are I, you at a resort? Were you guys at a ski resort? No, we were not at a ski resort. No. It it was a it was more like a ski town. Okay. okay. Um, I could see Mammoth one time if you set it up and brought. I don't know if they get a promoter, but that they'd be excited about setting up a court at the base right in front of their lodge and having that go on. That might be kind of a fun thing. But. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure. I I know like the broadcasting was given to the local TV, mm-hmm. so they must have made some money off of that. Hmm. They did have some local sponsors as well. Lots of banners. But I mean, all that stuff is like I don't know. For me, it's fascinating because I don't fractional to what the costs are involved for like hotel rooms and food and oh my God. I travel mean, and whatever. And else. we've the cost of putting on an event. And what do you think it costs to put on like a snow volleyball event there? Hundred grand at the minimum. Patagonia, how many teams? Patagonia was, I'd say twelve. Or Italy, how many teams? Twelve. I, I want to say I don't know, sixteen. Okay, sixteen in, in teams Italy per yeah. gender. Yeah, per gender. Per gender, so thirty-two teams, sixty-four people, sixty-four plane flights, thirty-two. Yeah, but are, are you paying for that, or is like, is did USA Volleyball? You know what I'm saying? Like, just I'm think. Pretty of, sure, just I'm pretty think, sure the FIVB and the promoters covered. Did, yeah. Like, so just think about flights and everything. Putting so that, the event on itself. Okay. Now, just I, think I, about I the think event itself. You have to itself. put in the, the cost of flights and everything too. Okay. So yeah, I mean, there we're talking a, thirty-two hotel rooms for what a week? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a lot. At I don't know. Call it two hundred a night. Yeah. It's a lot. Even at a group rate. Yeah, 200 a night times 32 times 5 or 6, that's a lot. Plus flights over to Italy or down to Patagonia, you're going to average probably 850 to a grand each. If you're getting a deal, it yeah. might be more like 1400 Yeah. It is maybe winter, So, uh, you know, although Italy was kind of spring. So that's another 64 times 1,000. That's 64,000. Let's say it was a grand each yeah. on average. It's a lot of money. No, I, I know it's a lot. So... You can't X out snow. <laughs> so now we have. Now we actually can we erase model the is, is digital is Dang working it. just with promoters. You know, one hundred percent. So if there is a promoter who thinks they can put on a financially sure. feasible event, then hey, 
Well, why not? What my, is what is your feedback? Oh, Jeremy, one more. Well, question. I was to say my concern with a lesson that we should have learned before now is that if you think this sport is going to survive just on sponsorships, that has been proven wrong multiple times. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and I have to be in favor, honestly, with all the talk I've, I've given over the years, I have to be in favor of new ideas getting a shot. And with that being said, if somebody wants to pay me to DJ a snow volleyball event, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, and I will announce one. I do think it's funny just to exit out. No, no, no. I, I think it's fine. I don't think. We'll be getting, we'll be getting the, the whiteout, but the paint one, not even the strips. We'll have to do like the paint whiteout. Yeah, we're gonna need light blue, black, <laughs> and white. Oh man! All right, so here's here's As my matter of fact. You can take that home with you because we only have like two shows left. Say. So like, we're not gonna. <laughs> we literally we usually don't put that one up, but because you were here is why uh, we put I it love up. It. I'll take it. <laughs> Question from a player perspective: Tell me about playing on the snow. Okay, the challenges mm-hmm. and good stuff, bad stuff. Um, for one, it was great to be play with like another person on the court. I mean, we just came back you three threes. Yeah, yeah, play yeah. threes. So that's just another dynamic that you gotta love. Um, with the snow, like when we first started playing, of course, you're always thinking like meniscus, hamstring, <laughs> ankle. Because like, what oh, shoes God. are you playing in? Are so they we, actual? We use cleats. We use soccer shoes from okay. Adidas. Um, I think you might have to go with, uh, with, uh, football cleats, but I know those are metal. So I don't know if you can do that, but actually no, a lot of them are rubber. A lot of yeah. them are rubber. Yeah. Okay. yeah metal so those might be better. exclusively baseball. And, uh, China actually had these Nikes that had like little, just super small, almost plastic spikes on them, like a bunch of them, huh. and mm. they looked like the kind like of like old the most school turf shoe kind of a thing. Yeah, I don't know. It, it wore that. So did really you well. did you feel secure when you're out there? Like, so it, it's all like you getting used to it. Like once totally. you kind of like charge it a little bit, you're like, okay, I'm not gonna slip out, hurt my knee. Yeah. Then you get used to it. But we we did a video on this. There's like three different types of snow. Mm-hmm. When we played, it's if it gets super icy, you start skidding, yeah. obviously. If it if it snows a lot the night before, it's hard packed. It's like playing indoor, which is great. Like your yeah. feet don't slip out from under you. And then slushy, you can just imagine. Like yeah. You're just slipping. So it's like you have to get your feet to the ball. Yeah. So it's kind of this intermix between indoor and beach. But other than that, I mean, it's a good time. At any time, does Troy Field jump under 43 inches? Serving. Which condition? Serving. <laughs> <laughs> he served. Yeah, I asked him what his serving. He doesn't I say he's a walking highlight reel. He doesn't yeah. want to max jump. Walking highlight reel. Uh, on the message board, somebody wrote hashtag volleyball Florida versus hashtag volley, volley Minnesota. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. <laughs> How many layers are you wearing when you're playing snow? We w- wore way too many layers. <laughs> we, we looked like chubby. <laughs> but two pairs of sweatpants. Looked like George Costanza in the Gore-Tex coat. Exactly. But no, it, w- it wasn't that bad. You get used to it. Yeah. I would think layering would be key because you want to warm up in X layers, then you want to take one off while you're playing. Yeah, you play but you'd also, and the sun you also don't out. want to sweat too much. Right. Because then it's going to get heavy. Wicking, Jeremy. Yeah. Wicking. Wicking. Yes. No, you guys are on the right page there. <laughs> um, I will say this when we were talking about snow. I honestly believe a four person tour would work because it's very entertaining. You have some of the indoor element, it's fast. Mm hmm. Watching you guys play over in Cutter in Doha, I was highly entertained by it because you could run quicks, you could run the Bic, because contrary to popular belief to a guy I play volleyball with, he wanted to run the Bic on the beach with the two of us. I told him that's not a thing. He, ca- he called for it one time while we were playing, and I stopped. I literally grabbed the <laughs> ball and was like, ball. yeah, I was like, we're not, there's no such thing as the Bic. Why are you going to treat Asian Rich that way? Well, I wasn't going to call him out, but I'm so glad that you did. Um, so watching fours is fun. Yeah, there's a little bit more 
rallies or guys are just always swinging away because you must because there's a lot of people on the other side. The Bud Light Four Man Tour. Yeah. They had something back in the day. Yeah. yeah. How, how was that? Entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was clicky as all get out. Oh, yeah. Mark Presho, uh-huh. matter yes. of fact, most improved player. Next year, not on a team. <laughs> How's that possible? Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? Because team oh, captains the, pick their the teams. clickiness of it. Yeah, uh, super it. clicky. Uh, I yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked, how was the Mikasa snow volleyball? How was the Mikasa <laughs> snow volleyball? I don't know if it was a different than the spiky? non... Spiky? Is it I spiky? Mean, more yeah. traction? Than the non... <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different. Kind of has like a suede covering mm-hmm. over it. It doesn't get very wet, but... I mean, I have really nothing to compare to another snow volleyball. Yeah. But, well, this but, other snow but, volleyball but event I played in. Compared to Mikasa, it's, it's a little bit heavier. Uh, it's kind of suede Way better than the bottom snow volleyball. Yeah, we never saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, have you had a chance to train or play with the, besides in Hawaii, obviously, the new Wilson volleyball? Uh, yeah, the, the optics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, and we got to play with it a bunch uh, leading up to Hawaii a few months before that. I think, you know, getting used to any ball, it's just like anything Now, else. to alleviate the people who have never touched the ball and only seen it via photo saying it's the worst thing they've ever seen in their life, how could you be changing it, this is a terrible volleyball, please tell the people how you feel about it. Or just volleyball. Chris Brown. Correct. Well, I, you know, for, for me, it's like, I don't know, some people, some people are complaining about it, this and that, but for us, it's like, <clears throat> all right, this is going to happen, this is what it's going to be, I'd rather get over that hump of having that voice in my head that's like, okay, it is like a little bit different. It looks a little bit different. And just start playing with it because that's the ball we're going to play with. We're professionals on the AVP. But, but, but for us, I think what's hard is that, uh, that I know that Wilson put a lot of time into research and development on this. That's what the whole ball is for. But, you know, like I think sometimes like we do tutorials with, with professionals. Sometimes professionals have the hardest time you know, explaining how to do things because it comes so natural to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when we get asked like, Hey, can you, can you track it a little bit better and whatnot? It's like, well, we, we play with this ball <laughs> every day of our lives. So, you know, tracking the ball isn't really our, it's not, you're not thinking about not tracking thinking about it, it yeah. so much. So we're kind of used to this whole thing. So for us, I think that's, that's hard to, to, you know, say like, Oh, I can track it a lot better because we're used to tracking it. We're used to, to playing with it. So, you know, I, I know that they had the right intentions yeah. behind it. And I think with, you know, maybe it's an opportunity to bring new people into the sport. Tracking is something that will help people get into it. But other than that, I'm like, yo, it's a, it's the ball of the AVP. Let's just fucking play with it. Yeah. Well, and something I tell people too, like this sport needs things to make money. And if a new ball every few years comes out to make money, then that's, that's the bottom line. Like go to Costco and get your volleyball and make it happen. Or Wilson.com. Like there is a new NBA Jersey every three months yeah. that people go out and buy. Do you think, what do you think that's for? They're trying to make more money, and our sport needs yeah. things that make money. Yeah, the argument would be, though, they're not changing the ball, and when they did try to change the ball in the NBA, everyone lost them themselves. Well, they, they did that a little differently, too. Like, there was no player feedback. Like, mm-hmm. it was just all of a sudden, like, hey, everybody, guess what? And That's new. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, like anything, like, right? Anything, any change, I get any change, too. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, wait a second. And, totally and understand. So, and so but if really you haven't point, touched sorry. the ball... You can't complain about it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I you haven't even seen it. Seriously. They were complaining about it before they hadn't even seen it. Until like I a, posted a picture a of it. A photo of it, and they're like, this is the worst. Yeah, a bunch of people were like, I hear it's awful. And no one had seen it. And I finally posted a picture like, I've confirmed it. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but someone had a really good point. They're like, you know, I, I forget when this was, but soccer balls were only just black and white. Black and white. Yep. This whole thing. And yep. then 
they made that switch. I mean, th- this ball kind of does look like a soccer ball, but it's a switch, and now that's that's commonplace. Well, and then you can have a soccer. ball that's a memorial ball, like they have the World Cup ball, the yeah. promotional. You could have an Olympic ball mm-hmm. with more than just the rings. We could do a little art on the thing, you yeah. change it a little bit, because it's not that big a deal. Yeah, and, and also by the end of next season, you'll forget what playing with the other ball was like. Yeah, I mean, like people, it'll come second nature. You'll be yeah. like, no, this is this like is the, the ball. Freeze. It's my favorite ball. Exactly. The, like argument, the, freeze. the argument quickly devolves into I want to play with the old Spalding. Hey, that's cool. But by the way, How's that ball, when feel? you got it, it was about this big. When you worked <laughs> with it, it was about this big. And then if you let it play with it too long, it was this big and super slippery. <laughs> and it was never round to begin with. Like you, you'd be like, I don't want to play with this ball because it's not round. Yeah. I like the heaviness of it, like hitting it. That's fine. But Didn't that hurt your shoulder? Was, no. It was not round. <laughs> yeah, the not round part. The panels were easy to set. Yeah, and they want to they want to <laughs> go back to that. Like, no, guys, no, no they don't. Yeah, that's it. That's a non starter. That's like the neighbor to one of my projects in Nashville is just there. I was talking to my guy. One of his monopoly projects because Kevin has land and uh, gotcha and properties. We're, we're finishing up these townhomes, and one neighbor is super angry about the whole thing. And they went over to him, kind of when dirt was moving around, when foundations were going in. They said, "Hey, John, how can we make this right?" What can we do for you? He said, you can rip out everything you've done and put grass back down. We're like, yep, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> Good talk, bro. It's the same <laughs> thing here. Like, I want to go back to the Spalding. Uh, we're done. Yeah. We're not, yeah. Not All right. Uh, off into your basement and mm-hmm. whatever. I am glad you brought up the freeze, though. I'm curious because I now have friends that when they're watching International, yeah. they were now starting to say, like, oh, I kind of miss the freeze rule because it added oh, a little oh, bit yeah. of drama. Because on the International, team gets up. I mean, any, any rally score, right? Team gets up five or six points, especially at the pro level. That's usually, yeah, it's game over. That's usually it. Yeah. Um, how long do you think it took you to get used to the freeze roll? I mean, I was, I mean, what happened three years ago? Four. Seven, three? Three. 16 in Chicago. We're at the very end no, of 2016. I, I, I was pretty new to the tour at that point. So I was like, let's do it. Yeah. I'm in. And I've, I've benefited from it. I've, you know, been negatively affected by it. But I think at the end of the day, it adds another entertainment factor to our sport, which I think is phenomenal. Like, you know, down 14-9 in the third, it's like, okay, game's over. I'll never talk about that game ever again. Ever again. Or that team comes back and wins, and it's the most talked about game on social media, on the broadcast, on, yep. you know, the, the, the next tournament after that. And it's, it's creating storylines, and that's what we need. And I think that was part of Donald's thinking with that. Um, as the DJ, I start to get concerned that I'm going to run out of music. <laughs> but entertainment-wise, I'm I'm completely entertained by it. I was talking with this or about this with somebody from higher up in the volleyball community in one of the organizations just on Saturday or Sunday. And volleyball does this, right? It's just there's no crescendo to it. <laughs> the straight line for those of you yeah, who aren't the, watching the, the show currently point, on Facebook The first Live. point is the same as the last point. You're just sort of da, 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 And you might have like a little competition or you might reach the end and nothing's happened really. There's never been any exaltation to the, the storyline or the arc of the set or the arc of the match. It can't just be you blow somebody out. Here, at the end, I used 14-11. Like, at 14-11 in rally score, in FIVB play, third set, it is over. Yeah. Maybe 5% of the time something crazy happens, but it is over. I bet it's less yeah. than 5%. I agree. Yeah. Generously 5%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't, yeah. And so, but at 14-11... It is nowhere near over in the freeze. No. Like if you I would on the say 11, 14 you, anything. Yeah. <laughs> I still Serious, like it's serious, chance. seriously. But at 14-11, you feel good. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, there's a shot. Yeah. We're at 14-11 rally. You're like, nah, whatever. What's the mentality? And maybe it's not different, but what's the mentality if you are up and you're serving? Are you going back and ripping your jump serve? 
or if you're the winning, if you're ahead, like, do you just do your normal serve? You're doing the whole match. Where like, if you're down eleven fourteen and you're serving, why not try to go for an ace? Because you don't necessarily lose anything if you blast it out of bounds or blast it into the net. Well, it's funny because I've gone back and forth with that. I think it's another. I don't know, mental factor mm-hmm. to this game that, I mean, makes it complicates things for totally. players. I've been on the side where I've been so confident, and then once you reach that 14 and you're still up, it's like, oh, God, like, okay, I got to put this away. You know, like, like the pressure. <laughs> even though you've been you, putting you, it away the entire you, match. Even you've been winning yeah. this whole yeah. time. So if I, I've had internal battles of kind of flipping that mindset, and I've gotten better at it, but it's like, it's, I've, I've gone back and I just go for it. And then when you're not getting your points going for it, you're like, okay, I'll ease up. And then. Things clench, and you're yeah. like, oh, but dude, it's, I think it's entertaining. I think it's fun, and I think it, it helps define who can, totally. can kind of grind it out. And Well, we've talked yeah. on the show that sometimes we think that it puts more pressure on the team that's leading yeah. than it does I on mean, the that, team that has And that's how I felt it in some circumstances, yeah. for sure. I, up or down, 14-11, 14-10, whatever, I'd rip it, but that's just sort of my own. I'd probably get away from the 70%, because there are situations where I'd use a 70%, you know, here, oh, arm there. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, like a serve. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm down or up and it gets to the freeze, like at freeze, I'm hitting my serve because yeah. at 14, yeah, I'm about to finish this the easy way. Yeah. And I'm going to rip it. Or but, at 11, I got nothing to lose. I'm going to put a little more pressure on them and, and they already have some pressure on them. So let but, me light it but up. But it's all dependent on who you're playing. Like imagine you're playing one guy and it's just, he's siding out terribly. Yeah. You're going to go back there and just rip a serve. You're going to like, and you miss it. You'll be True. like, you're like, why don't I just give it to yeah. him easy? Here you like, go. I've been blocking him this <laughs> yeah. whole time. And so that's, and then this guy starts getting on a roll because you're serving him easy. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck am I yeah. doing? Right. And then no, it's like, all right, point. now I'm going to go hard. And it's like, yeah. That's so, a great point. Yeah. Yeah. It all depends. If you're up 14, 11, 14, 10, you've been scoring yeah. real points at, at, throughout the match. Why not? How is anything different? Yeah. It might take one or two, <laughs> but you're going to get a real, like, you've gotten a real three times throughout the 12 or 14 points. Exactly. Yeah. In that match, in I love it. I love the it. match that we're all talking about, the one in Hawaii, the end. I don't remember what happened. The end this, like, I, I didn't necessarily match. want it to end, right? Like, it was I, so I entertaining. Didn't watch it. I was it kept going back and forth. And I didn't want either team to lose. I had heat stroke. I can't remember even what happened. No, all, granted, I wanted oh, to get out of there and get in the ocean. Next thing you know, I was in the water with Jay Gibb, who was yes. not Jay Gibb. <laughs> he was probably dehydrated. It was a tough match. Dehydrated. Kevin. That's what it was. He yes, was dehydrated. Was dehydrated. Oh, while I was on a pineapple floaty. And, and then Jeremy Casebeer <laughs> was the hero of the day. He showed up with three cases of Kona. Oh, yeah, he nice. like ran to the store. Then the locals got mad. Yeah, the locals did get mad. Ooh. Like we which were is fine. Yeah, like Sorry. people had some of the bottles in the ocean, which, yeah, don't have the glass in the water. Like, oh. go to the beach. By oh, the way. Oh, here we go. Yes. By the way. <laughs> Post Hawaii. Oh, this is his. Uh... Post Hawaii. Uh huh. Okay. His home state. This is my own little letter to the morons. <laughs> Dear... Welcome to the show. Morons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By using Hawaiian words, Pono or whatever the other one was, you're not... You're Are these not curse Pono words? Or you're not Aha or whatever the hell. You're not something of the islands. Uh-huh. Okay. By using those words and walking by the AVP while they clean up the beach... While they're in the midst of disassembling the whole tournament and shooting like piles of banners or piles of furniture or whatever you're shooting with your video camera, with your phone, by shooting that in the midst of the cleanup and claiming that the AVP has left the beaches trashed, you are an idiot. (laughs) If you would like to go by after everyone from the AVP has left and go check the condition of the beach at that point and post something, if there's like a load of cans from something that's been left behind in some bag on the beach... 
I'm with you, and I don't need the Hawaiian words then either. But if you're going to go by in the middle of the cleanup and then claim the AVP is ruining the beach and we should leave Hawaii, you're an idiot. Well, it bothered me because they were like, oh, they left it like this. We're like half, you the, sta- see? half the stands are still there. It's literally like two hours after the tournament is over. Like no one has left the beach like that. The it, video they're shooting, the machines are moving yeah, behind them, carrying parts of the event away. Like um, It's called cleanup. What on earth? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's tough to talk about. I just know that there's extremely passionate environmentalist groups out there, you know, that I think will, you know, go down there and take advantage of, of a situation like that. And it's, it's a shame, but it's this, I don't know, extreme passion. So it's, you know that their heart is right and in the right spot, but maybe a little bit too, I don't know how Aggressive you want to say it. Aggressive about it. Yeah. They're just using the wrong situation. Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough. I think, I mean, some some of these organizations don't want you know tourism there, right? You know, tourism is a big thing. So yeah, they don't it's want a perfect any opportunity to. They kind would of like blame to take tourism authority, and I, I yeah, I don't know what if the relationship is good or bad. This is just kind of what off the top of my head. But then let's knock down all the buildings that are there too, because there was land there before those buildings. They would like to take yeah. everything out and make it go back to grass. It's the same. They can go hang out with John next to my property. And look, I'm grateful that I got to go to Hawaii. And stay there a few days after and enjoy yes. the island. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally grateful. So, uh, And if people think that we were leaving it like that, you are incorrect. But then people who only see that on social media, yeah. right, then they're like, of course you would be upset if that's what you thought just by seeing it on social media, that that's how we left the beach. Yeah. You know what? Half the, st- half the stadium's gone. We're good. We'll just leave the I mean, rest of it here. <laughs> no one paid for those bleachers anyway. Yeah, we're fine. I'm sure they'll wash yeah. out in the next high tide. If they were a one-off, we don't need them anymore. <laughs> Kudos to Taylor for going on, and Taylor Kraft, yeah. for going on and trying to like placate some of these people. Uh-huh. But there's no placating him. Yeah. They went after him. Like, Oh, really? All right, dummies. You just Yeah, he tried, like... Right, like people who several were, posts, people Trevor who weren't, yeah, people Taylor who weren't there times. were like, "Oh, this is ridiculous." Like, of course, if you see it like that, yeah. And then Taylor and Trevor both like, "No, this is in the middle of the breakdown and them cleaning up." They we did not leave the beach like this, you yeah. know. So they're gonna go in my backyard right now, where I'm tearing down <laughs> half my trees and putting in a shed. Like, yeah, what a mess. Well, you're the cause for well, climate change. It's then, tough, Kevin. as we all know, on social media with. Yeah. Trevor, Theo, <laughs> even trying to confront them on social media. That's just like lighting the yeah. fire just a little bit more. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy they did that, especially being from Hawaii. I didn't really know what was going on. Well, it's fine. Yeah. And but, just because um, you're from there doesn't mean you need to speak for everybody who's but there. But yeah. Hmm. Anyone ever think when Theo, like when I hear him on social media, I hear him, but that he's, he sounds a bit like a Muppet. <laughs> like the really smart Muppet, though. Like, I don't know if that's good. Was that, <laughs> like, be- was that Beaker? I can, I can see that. Was Beaker no, there? No, Beaker is nonsense. Theo's, oh, sorry, Theo. That's not Theo's not, No, Theo's not nonsense. No, no, no. Theo just, he sounds like that Muppet that comes into a situation and has a lot of valuable information for like the crazies. And he, but he just, he's going to give it in a dry manner. Like, mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Seriously. He's, he's hilarious. When I, when if I you haven't paused stuff. the episode by now to yeah. just go follow Theo, make sure you go. Now, no, yeah, now you pause the episode. I appreciate his Lord Bruner. Yeah, because yeah. his Facebook, his is Instagram Is it Lord Bruner 3 or is it just Lord I, Bruner? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's a number in there. I really appreciate his wit and humor. Even when I'm just talking yeah. to him, like I was talking to him off to the side before that final when they, the other semi was going on, or the women's final, I think it was, and I was chatting with him. He just said a few really funny things to say. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, going, it's incredible. On Instagram, it's just Lord Brunner. Okay, great. Lord Brunner. Yeah, give him a follow yeah. for sure. 
His uh, and go back to when he was getting heckled by Trevor and what his response was. This his latest post of his Gator dig <laughs> is amazing. I, yeah, I'll have to read it later. Uh, it's I really good because it. his hand positioning is. It, it looks there could be a Spider Man web shooting out one of his wrists. It's <laughs> classic. Is, is your brother Jameson? You got mentioned right off the top. Yeah. <clears throat> is your brother an actual volleyball athlete, or did he get in under the the cheating scandal at SC? <laughs> No. <laughs> There's no so, way. So you're saying you and your brother didn't... Because he's legit. ...donate $100,000 <laughs> $100, to... Uh, yeah. So it was no. Riley that got in All that in way, cookies. or who that's was who he donated. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Perfect. All in cookies. Yeah. I think it's legal. Why all three of you to go there? Why Why is that the place? So I remember growing up, uh, my mom... like we, we walked past someone when I was like nine years old, and this woman was wearing an SC hat. My mom talked to her for a little bit, and then we walked on, and my mom looks at me. She goes, you will never go to that school, ever. <laughs> I was like, all right. Just so, by talking to that lady. Yeah. And then, so <laughs> Riley went on his recruiting trip there, Penn State, Stanford, um, had a phenomenal time. And then, of course, I went and visited him, but I, I went there because of the business school. I did go there when I was like, I think like 16, I went out with him there. Because Riley's how much older than you? Riley's two years older than me, okay. so he was a freshman, and I went there when I was 16, and, and he showed me a great time, so that had something to do with it. <laughs> but no, I, Shocker. I, I wanted to study business there, and that was something like I really wanted to do. Um, the, the other schools I was looking at didn't have like very like concentrated business programs, so that, that played a lot into it. And you know, I, I did business there, and then I got injured my senior year, so I redshirted, mm-hmm. and I looked for a, a major... or. Um, a graduate degree, master's degree, and I went into communication management. And that's kind of where we kind of started. Uh, I started playing around with like cameras and videography and kind of learning about content creation. And that's kind of where it all started for me. So best decision I ever made. Yeah. So, but then Jameson ends up making the same decision. Jameson made the same decision. Cookies. Um, he, uh, I mean, we all know it's cookie money. Totally. Well, <laughs> it's definitely not cookie money. <laughs> and nothing's been proven. Yeah, exactly, side. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the women's volleyball yeah. side. Um, no, I, I think Jameson, he saw you know, our experiences there. Um, and I think he just felt like it was uh, the right place for him. You know, he was kind of like us, spent a lot of summers in Southern California. Yeah. And I did too growing up. Um, I kind of just like spent every summer in Manhattan Beach. And so it just kind of felt, it felt, I think, comfortable for him. Being here, being in Southern California, I know he loves the school. I know he loves the, the school, loves his coach, Nygaard. And so I think he just like felt like the right fit for him, being in Southern California. Did you guys come here and spend time with Owen? Yeah. Who lives in Manhattan Beach? We Owen? spent... Oh, no. Your uncle or no? It was, a, it was like a random kid. I met playing okay. beach volleyball, and we ended up playing in every AAU tournament together hmm. since we were like 13 to 18. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Right like on. Our parents met at JO's when we were 12. I needed a partner. Very cool. Teamed up with him. And so we ended up playing every summer together. So I just come out here and play. Oh, very cool. Yeah, very cool. What? And there's a actually a Suicide Doors connection here because Cam Green, oh, yeah. Yeah. who played the conga drums <laughs> at Suicide Doors Live events, was coaching when they were in school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was our coach. I've been, to, I've been to two. I actually tried to go to one Suicide Door event <laughs> at the Avalon. Yep. And I went in, brought some friends, waited till like two in the morning to wait for us to go, go on. on. And I was like, <laughs> what happened? 
And what you're playing upstairs, right? We were at the upstairs. We were at the Bardot side oh, of no. the Avalon. So do, he's actually in the building I, playing. And I, yeah. yeah. Oh. By the way, I just want to point out that they were the only ones that got confused on that. I'm not saying it's my fault. I'm not saying it's that their was fault. All my I'm not fault. saying it's their fault. I'm just saying that that is. But then I've been to another one of yours. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, where is it? Like Hollywood somewhere. Yep. Two of them, I think. Was that the where there was one with like a water fountain in the middle of the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was, that was one of them, and then the other one was like. Uh, was yeah kind of like a loungy place kevin has been to one too so silver lake yep yeah, yeah. that was fun yeah that's right that was very cool. funny yeah what what's been the reaction overall to your guys youtube page how well is that doing or can it do better what are the plans for in the future no i think it's it's doing extremely well Great. um we're growing at a really consistent rate um you know i think for us we just try and um we're, we're kind of testing the limits on the stuff that we we can do I know all of our fans want us to get back to not not get back to tutorials, but they always want to see. And those. by so, like candid, like are we talking like porn? Like what? what are we <laughs> no, saying like how they're pushing the limits. No, I was so, confused. I mean, we, we started off with tutorials, then started getting into. You get a lot of fo- you get a lot of followers. The old extreme beach yeah. volleyball on Xbox, which yeah. is borderline. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just derailed the. No, 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 no. It's, it's totally. Fine. <laughs> it was like Larry Lounge Lizard meets volleyball. Do you yeah, remember my, that game that came out? I don't. No, yeah, it was terrible. Sorry about that. No. Um, so back to your really great what content. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, no, I, we have some really exciting plans for 2020. That's that's for certain, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're still working on a few different things, but tell the people just so they know how much goes into behind the scenes when you put out oh a 10 gosh. minute video. Let's say let's or let's just use the one where Taylor Crab was okay. hitting. Right, the so, hit, the hitting instructional video, okay, which I, was I don't remember how long it was on how long the actual video itself is like ten fifteen yeah. minutes maybe. That was yeah, I'd say about like ten minutes. So it takes like planning and then a pre planned meeting and then really figuring out the script and then going down to the beach. That probably takes like that probably took us like two maybe three hours because we were spending like the whole day down there. We didn't really know exactly what we were doing and. We were just messing around. Because that was, was an earlier... That some was of, like, the funnest stuff we've ever done. Because that was an earlier on video. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we... <laughs> getting on the couch and, and running through the lines and, like, um, just thinking of funny ways to do stuff. Because mm-hmm. you just get a lot of... Um, you get inspired by a lot of the YouTube people that, that we watch. Like, there's certain ways you shoot things and clips. And back then, we were just trying everything and anything. And so that took a while... And we shot that in the afternoon, and I think we were having a few beers, too, because we were all kind of nervously in front of the camera. Um, and that probably took like three or four hours. And the <laughs> editing alone is massive. Yeah, you know? that's the most People don't consumed. understand is that the editing is ridiculously crazy. Like, it, if it wasn't for having both of us, I don't know how we could have done this. To do it on your own, oh, man, good luck. 30-second Commer- commercial spots are multiple-day shoots. right. For 30 seconds. Right. Yeah. And, and that doesn't count the editing. Correct. Oh, God. The editing. Editing's a nightmare. Really? I'm, just, and you can go down the rabbit hole. Just trying to get people to forever, like, smith it different ways. Yeah. And... I, I think the thing with editing, the real true art is, like, finding the gold. You, you know, when, you, when you're cutting up everything, you, you're like, oh, I kind of like this piece. I think people would kind of like this part. Mm-hmm. Get rid of it. Like, only... If you can be good at just seeing the gold and only taking the gold... It's like the hardest skill to, to develop, but like that will help you become a better yeah. editor. Taking the gold is the name of this episode, by the way, when <laughs> nice. I was up online. <laughs> nice. Just in case anybody's wondering. Nice. Do you take full credit for the Volley Vikings being good on tour that after <laughs> they debuted 
on your YouTube channel, which is the first time I had seen them. They kind of you know what's took so off after funny that. is that we didn't know who they were. I, I don't think anyone really knew who they were. That's what and I'm saying. Hen- Hendrick Mole, Anders Mole's older brother, mm-hmm. played at UH when we played when I played at SC, and I knew him because we we're born and raised in Hawaii. So Hendrick like hit me up. He's like, "Hey, would you mind like playing against my younger brother, uh, he, uh, Anders, and his partner Christian?" And I was like. They're terrible at volleyball. Like, These guys are, are, he's like, oh, they're like eight, 19 and 18 and 19 years old. And I was like, what? Like, are they going to be good? Like, Norway? <laughs> like, and we weren't that good either. And I was like, I asked Taylor, I was like, do you know him? He's like, dude, Anders is legit. And I was like, when, where, how come we haven't seen these guys? Yeah. And then we saw um, our buddy actually found their YouTube channel before we did. I was like, oh, these are the same guys. I was like, great. Well, regardless, this is mega tutorial. Yeah, and so we made it with them. It was kind of half planned, and then after that, they went on like that massive yeah. run. Yeah, you get full credit. And I was like, "Oh my god, these guys are really, really good." I think when I <laughs> ran into them first, it was like nine months ago. They were ranked number one eighty-five in the world, and now they're like number two or whatever it was. Yeah. They're and on like that nineteen, run. and then now they're both like twenty-two or twenty-three. It's just yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah, no, those are really nice, genuine, good guys. That's still one of my favorite videos. Which makes it a real shame, actually. I know. It'd be yeah. easier to hate them. <laughs> That's the thing you tell, I tell people all the time. Like, I hate those guys, but they're super nice, so I really don't hate them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are really nice guys. They are. Oh, man. Good times. And they're doing things physically that I have not oh, seen. Yeah, on the, Yeah. I know. That thing's that, like, right, it's not like they've just developed a new offense or a new defense that, like, other teams can copy, right? Like, when you are C-shaping your body to dive into, not even diving into the angle. Yeah. Like, you don't, you can't teach that. I got it. Yeah. Did you see HBO Sports did a segment on... Real Sports? Real Sports, sorry, yeah. Did a segment on the youth sports culture in Norway. And the Volley Vikings were on it for a few seconds. Really? Oh, really? Talking about it. But it's talking about the other youth sports where, like, up to 13 years old, they're just playing. These kids aren't competing. Really? They're not keeping score. They're just out there playing, so everybody has fun. And then they kind of see, like, hey, what sports would you like to continue after? And then we're going to get a little bit more serious about it. Now, granted, their population is probably the size of Redondo Beach. Right. Right? But it's a very interesting yeah. concept. And then you have – they were talking about all the athletes that just dominated not only Winter Olympics but also Summer Olympics where you wouldn't necessarily associate that. And that's why wow. they were on there. Um, but it, real sports, it's – Wow. It was some early, snow. Early, yeah, yeah. Snow. It was earlier this year, but it was it was a very That's cool hard. segment. Um, obviously, knowing them and then seeing them it's, on that, and it's funny you say that they actually. I think one of their best videos they made a video on the on the academy where, where they grew up playing beach. Yeah, That's oh, cool. They have a phenomenal video on their YouTube channel about where they grew up playing beach and indoor. It's it's actually I think it's one of their best videos. It's pretty incredible. Check it out. Volley Vikings on YouTube. And they are one. They're one of those teams. I like. I see a ton of volleyball. And you and your brother included this too, like of people I really enjoy watching playing, right? Like I like everybody on tour. I enjoy the tour. I don't play favorites, at least out loud. But they're like Reed Pretty. I really enjoy watching Reed play because yeah. I just want to see him hit the ball as hard as he can every single time he swings at it. <laughs> Literally every single time. Um, those guys are you and your brother are because like you at the net. Like when I see photos of you, like kick your legs and you go up even higher. I don't even. You can't teach that. Yeah, how do you get yeah. to, how do you get a toe hold on air? Yeah, I don't know how you you're like you're very springy. Thanks. Yeah, Thank I enjoy watching it, I and I enjoy that. when Thank Ty you. Loomis throws sand at you when you guys win in uh, Seattle. That was a good time, <laughs> San Francisco. San Francisco. Sorry, sorry with an S. Am, am I allowed to have like a personal complaint? Oh, here we go. Against who? Me or Madison? No, just well, adjacent Madison, adjacent. <laughs> 
Invite the guy to your house. And I maybe. wanted more cookies. I had no cookies this year. <laughs> oh, were, yeah. There were wild amounts of cookies the year before. Oh, man. I was kind of looking forward to the cookies. So what happened is you were expecting them because you got them for free the year before. Now you're no, expecting, not expecting them. No, I was what, hopeful. What happened was last year, <laughs> last year we had a reason to stick around because we put on the, that four-man match in okay. between the finals. Yeah. Mm. So we gave you a bunch of cookies. And then this year we went one, two, barbecue and... Got over it. And, and that was the end of my snickerdoodle. Yeah. 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 So if you lose. So maybe yeah. if you announce them better on Amazon Prime, they'll stick around the tournament longer. Do you know how many advertisements Cookie Corner gets throughout the year? I mean, I am. That's true. I Kevin, <laughs> Kevin does Every talk opportunity. about that. Every I got to bring you some. I, that actually you some. Is, I should have brought you some today. So that I actually is some. very, very true. Come on, Angus. <laughs> no, my bad. That's on me. That's, that's not on Angus. That's no, on we're going to go next. We're going <clears> to. <throat> if we go next year, I would. I, I just want to come and shoot. A whole feature on it. I've been pitching this for two years. No, for and sure. We just have not gotten it done. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And I want to come shoot a whole feature I on you saying that, that you guys that, that would be and your really dad rad. That'd and be cool. the whole thing because I think it'd be really fun. And every yeah. scene is Kevin sampling a cookie, just mowing them just down. Shout, cookie this monster is my style. Favorite. Yeah. This is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what you you said your brother's out of town right now, yeah. and I know in the off season in the past you guys have gone. Uh, I like to call it dark. For a little while, like you take a little bit of a break from social media, all yeah. that stuff. Um, head out into the wilderness, do some, you know, some hikes and things. Like Chris McCandless? I don't know who that is. Into the wild. No, sorry. Yeah. Uh, what are your guys' plans for this offseason? Um, def- I don't think we're going dark this year. Okay. Um, but, no, we, we have a bunch of videos coming out. We just released a bunch of four-man videos. Yep. One of them is at, I think, close to 300,000 views against Indonesia. <sighs> it's so great. Um. So we have Qatar finals, but then we have some vlogs coming out from Qatar. Cool. We also went to the Maldives and played in the first international tournament ever in the Maldives. Cool. So that's going to be a fun video, Thailand. So we have content coming out for that. And we have some projects just uh, kind of planning ahead. Again, how do you not have status somewhere? The Maldives, Italy, Patagonia. <laughs> we just had other people bu- booking, it for booking all yeah. the tickets. God. So it was like... Uh, I did that early in my career. I, I got to be better. And then I put it in my contract. I got to be better. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what do you fly? United? American. American. You're American. You're American? American. Uh, Executive flat, by the way. You got there? Nice. Just got it. Nicely done. Yeah. I'm, I'm both happy and sad for myself. Look, and here's the thing. It's <laughs> like if you travel that much, the little things of making travel easier makes a world of difference. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll look into it. American. Cool. Yeah, whatever, yeah, whichever airline you like the best is... My wife would vote Delta. She's trying to get me to, now that I have exec plat, she's trying to get me to switch everything to Delta this year, so I do like 120 on Delta, and then I immediately have status again. Well, some, I people do have, some people have status match if you if jump you ship. Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh. Look oh, into wow. that. Yeah. Okay. You so, know, not my first rodeo. I ran into someone who had, on American, 5 million... Miles, you are traveling so much on United, two million miles, what? and on Delta, three million miles. Whoa, yeah. And a owner of a bio seed firm, a biotech seed firm that they own the seeds that get planted in all these places for biofuels that grow in like rocks but grow 20 feet high. Crazy. If you're traveling wow. that much, how does that company not have a private jet at that point? She said she owned a 9,000 square foot house with like furniture and three rooms. Good for her. She's never there. <laughs> yeah, never, if you're flying 10 million miles a year. She told me she was concierge key, and this is four years ago before they announced that sort of thing. And I was like, what is that? Somebody could do the math of how many times that is literally around yeah. the globe. 250,000 mile minimum, 40 grand spend minimum, and you have to be invited. 
Wow. And concierge key. And probably has it for life now. I don't know about that. Maybe you get exec plat for life or something. For life. Dane has platinum for life when they used to give that away. Like a million yep. miles, you're platinum for life. Yeah, yeah. I'm only halfway to a million. So. When Dane Blanton, who wow. is now coaching at your alma mater. That's right. Because yeah. I was united and I had to switch. But. Yeah. We missed Dane Blanton at the event, by the way. Sad he wasn't there. Yep. I took oh, yeah. a picture with a Wilson volleyball just because that was Dane. <laughs> Cam, me, and a Wilson volleyball. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. It was a good uh, – I never know how those events are going to go, whether people could stay around and rage. And by rage, I mean just like – How did it go from about 9.30 to midnight, 12.30? It was good. Yeah. Okay. I was um, out. I'm not going to name any names, out. but if – this person was not a player. They were a guest. Uh-huh. And maybe – some people who will know this person will let them know that what they said to me was asinine. Because you teach spin class and curate music for your spin class does not make you a better DJ than me. Oh, so they were better? Yes. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, granted, I'm dead sober. Said people are not. So having conversations with people who are not sober and trying to have a rational conversation is never going to work out in my favor. <laughs> just going to let you know that right now. It's never going to work out in my favor. <laughs> okay? <laughs> just, uh, that is not a thing. I don't care how oh many spin my. classes you teach and or how many you do a week. I'm just going through my head trying to figure out who it is. You are not a better DJ than me. Just, just <laughs> all you got to say, Jeremy, is I've ridden the Peloton. I'm way better than you. Well, also, I'm, the DJ world has changed. Because here's the thing. Like, what I realized, because I don't like, I like to play some remixes. I like to play music not the same way you hear it on the radio or uh-huh. via your phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Where then people are like, oh, I want to hear the regular version. I was uh, like, well, yes. you can listen to it yeah. in your ride if you want. Like, now I understand certain songs. I had to play it twice. My wife was mad at me. I played a remix of a Backstreet Boys song. I thought it would go over well. <laughs> and then I had to play the original version. I literally walked away from the DJ booth because I was disgusted with myself. Nicole, my wife, looks at me and goes, I don't even know who you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with the song. Just uh, the fact that I played it and she knows that's not who I am. Okay? So I, it, it, that dynamic of the DJ world, Kelly Reeves at one point, and to her credit, she stayed and she was smiling. She's having a good time. She's like, oh, I don't know this song but she still danced. Uh-huh. Where back in the day, if you didn't know the song, you're like, well, the DJ's playing it, so it must be uh-huh. a good gotcha. song, or at least I'll give it a chance. Where mm-hmm. now, if people haven't heard the song, they're like, oh, this is a terrible song. Where a <laughs> month is... later, you're going to hear it on the radio 900 times and then come ask me for it. Right. <laughs> so it's, like, it's weird that the tastemaker side is, now in your hands, Mr. or Mrs., I have a Spotify or Apple Music account, so I know music more than you do. Right. Yeah, or I teach a spin class. Can't oh wait. I hope I get text messages oh about boy. this. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I want to know who it is. Rich Lamborn was standing next to me when this happened, and he was thrilled with how I responded to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not handle that comment very well. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, well, I'll look forward to yeah. getting the lowdown on that one. Yeah, it was good times. That text chat. All right. Cool. But I had a great time at the banquet. Sounds it was like fun. It. Yeah, I'm glad everybody stayed and danced. Because yeah, I, like I told everybody, out. I will stay and play as long as you guys want to keep dancing. I'm glad people raged. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it was looking pretty good. I also when I left. like getting to make fun of people or doing things with the music when they win awards. Yeah, you played somebody off a couple times. You're like, that, that's it. There was <laughs> that was funny. I think it was Troy and Kelly Reeves or Billy Kalinsky and uh, who won? Oh, Kelly Clay's. 
Yes. Yeah, they were taking a long time with their speeches, so yes. I, had to, I had to play them off. Yes, that was it. Your, your speech is over. You're not saying anything, so I'm just going to turn music Did on. Did you and, at any time play yeah. Kelly Clay's and Sarah Sponsel's songs or any section of their album that's going to drop? I don't know what songs are on their album. Kelly, oh, is that coming out? Oh, yeah. I've heard rumors about that. They have that. a Christmas song, they say. Oh, right. they both did. I can't wait. They both did request music. Uh, I wanted them to sing it live. Kelly Clay's had a whole dance routine to Timber by Kesha. That she did by herself, oh, it was wow. it was actually amazing, and I had. I think one of our social media guys enjoyed his time on the dance floor with one. What happens Kelly at what happens at the AVP banquet? Kevin stays at the AVP banquet. Just, okay, just saying. I got some questions. Sarah Sponsel. I'd be happy. Sarah okay. Sponsel, who I have never spoken to prior to that night or been introduced to. Uh-huh. Obviously, I know who she is. Yeah, came up to me and asked me for a song, and I literally looked her in the face and I go, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> Very good for what you. Sarah I usually do? hate when people do that, but you have every right to do that. I what, just did it for you, my own you, you enjoyment. Have every right what did Sarah because do? that was like her third time coming up and requesting a song, and I'm like, I don't, I'm curious. To her credit, she goes, yes, you are DJ Ruscha. And then we high-fived. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, great. so that's, great. That's She's super okay, cool. cool. Yeah, She's great credit cool, to her. Sarah, yeah. I love it. Really, I found myself highly amusing, so that's why I did it. Because I was like, this is her third time coming up here. I wonder if she actually knows who I am. You were there for a little while, saw you. I should not have left early. Left early. I should have, and I did. And it worked out for everyone needed. You needed to leave early. Yeah. The party didn't end long. I didn't even know that I needed to leave early, but then halfway to my hotel, I I knew I needed to leave early. Also, off-air topics. This is off-air topics, yes. All right, all right. All right, I think we've exhausted it here. Uh, Madison McKibben, thanks for sitting in, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. It just means we have to talk snow volleyball, at least for our next two episodes. Well, there's only two episodes. That's what I'm saying. I can handle that. It's no problem. Dang it. And then the party, the party episode, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we will have a couple more episodes, kids, before this show uh, hits the... Yeah, we're retiring. I've heard. Been it's doing the this end. for a while. I'm bummed. Yeah. And I don't know that we'll be, we won't be back once in a while here or there, but... And I do appreciate all the people... show, it's over. ...that have come up to me. Yeah. ...saying they're bummed at the show. I appreciate, like, thank you for listening. And, like, people that I've never met before and just come across That's and they're rad. like, hey, yeah. So I, I do appreciate all that. It's been a good run. Uh, I appreciate that as well. That's a great sentiment, Jeremy, because people say, hey, why are you going away? We've done 11 seasons. Like, it's been 11 That's years of this show... That's incredible. And I've enjoyed it. We, we've had great conversations with so many people in studio, especially in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. We've had some legends in here that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, still, the greatest fail of this show in 11 years <laughs> is having Gabby Reese here for an hour and a half and taking zero photos. We have no photo evidence of it. <laughs> 17-year-old me was too freaked out even to try and take a picture with Gabby Reese. 17-year-old me was... Oh, she was our only guest that show, and she was here an hour and a half. And she's supposed to be here for like 40 minutes, yeah. and she stayed. So uh, I really have appreciated the people. And I, and I meant what I said at the banquet to all the players about, especially, and what I should have said too was, especially when I come into the players' area or I'm just out asking inane questions, mm-hmm. trying to entertain people, but all in the framework of trying to promote this sport, the tour, and the players involved. Like, that's my motivation. Yeah. Not to... I'm not becoming a star off of the whole thing. Like yeah. I'm just trying to do a good job and have it be fun and, and make it fun for the viewer. No, I feel you. So, and I and I really appreciate. I did say at the banquet to the players. Mm-hmm. I appreciate everyone's willingness to participate on like a 95 percent basis because I understand what's at stake. Yeah, and I'm glad you guys understand what's going on. Yeah, at the same time, like hitting balls in the middle of the semifinals. That kind and of mention your sponsors. 
Every time. <laughs> Mention your sponsors. So how please. did you do that match? Well, I did great, and I'd like to thank my sponsors... X, Y, and Z. Yes. Yeah. That's what Kevin <laughs> wants it, every player to do every single time he talks to them. And for goodness <laughs> sakes, write it in your contract that every time you mention them on Amazon Prime, if you are on camera and you mention them, that is 200 bucks. That is 500 bucks. That is every single one. Yep. Bam. Money. Because that is worldwide advertising. Yeah. So airline in your contract. Ooh. And tell your sponsors every time we mention you on Amazon Prime, here's more money. I don't care if I ask you, like, what did you do to your beer this morning? It looks amazing. You're like, well, this morning I went with a new, uh, you know, whatever exfoliant on my face, and then I went ahead and conditioned the beard, and it was incredible. And I want to thank my sponsors for getting me here to the tournament where I can make my beard look good and put it on national TV. That's great. Mention them. Whatever well, it is. I'm going to write it in. Thank you. Well, I also that. think it's all learning experience, too, where if you haven't had that before, yeah. right, as a player, like that kind of talk like you weren't used to doing before so it's just getting used to it yeah uh, i do before we go want to give you and your brother credit for the youtube channel has spawned other people to do similar things one kelsey robinson who was on this show mentioned that she gets a lot of advice and uh um help with her yeah she's, videos she's and vlogs right. and all that stuff too like she is right. yeah she's so you guys are she is a great personality yeah you guys are helping thank you the sport in general thank helping you, other people do I it too i appreciate that yeah. i really totally. do thank you very much yeah Cool. Well, thank you for having me, guys. Nailed it. We appreciate you being here. Yep. Minute Live is over. Get Tall Slim Tees 10% off with Code Volleyball. Go ahead and do that. We appreciate you, the listener. We appreciate everyone that's ever supported this show and been a part of the Net Live. A few more episodes to go before it all turns to dust. And then we got to find a spot to put the archive. Someone's going to host it. You can go back and listen to the 450 episodes of this mess. I'm Kevin. He's Jeremy. And uh, one of the McKibbins. Go back to the beginning. We're not sure which one. (laughs) Thanks, Madison. We're out.